football fire this is the pyro podcast episode 16 of the 2014 regular season 16 should be your championship week it's exciting stuff this is show 158 amazing to think that we have gone through essentially the entire season of the 2014 nfl season wow but we got a lot of good stuff to talk to you about in fantasy football world and things that are going to help you bring home the championship and uh, as usual, I got to the left of me, Houdini. Across the way, I got Dogmatica. I got stag parties in the mix this week, which is great. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. Make yourselves comfortable, sons of Incha, while I assemble the order of the triad. Yes, what he said. <laughs> um, pretty incredible. Obviously, there's going to be no teams on bye. Coming off of a crazy week, we had a lot of a lot of nutty stuff happened in last night's game. I'm sure we'll go out back and cover it when we're talking about Saints or the Bears uh, in their future games. But as usual, if you are following us, we are going to be going off of NFL.com schedule. Then you're going to go. Uh, there's going to be a drop down. You're going to see in there regular season. Takes a little while to load the thing up, but then at some point you're going to see the week 16. Hit on that. We're going top to down from that, and when obviously we're starting first. Um, and I, we'll talk about other things in fantasy football land as we go through this podcast. Feel free to interject at any moment, guys. Um, but let's just get right into it because usually we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we got Thursday night, December 18th. One of my good friend's birthday. That is my mom's birthday. Uh, happy birthday on this Thursday, Mom, when you don't pick up my call when I wish you a happy birthday. So I'm saying it here and on the voice message there. Uh, it's going to be the Titans <laughs> at the Jaguars. Uh, let's go. Let's get into this one. Wow, what a doozy. <laughs> the, the, NFL, the NFL Network, how can they not get their act? How do, how do they want to put out this kind of slop? You know, I think they have like an obligation to yeah. put a couple of teams on a primetime game, so they throw schlock at you on, on a Thursday night. And especially, they have, this is the super primetime weekend, right? Because you got two Saturday games, oh, and yeah. you got the Sunday night, and you got, and you got Monday night. That's, so, that's why they have this crap Thursday game. You know, you've got to throw a couple of teams out there that are... Yeah, oh, they, they get, they get both the Saturday games. Are on them, so yeah, they're like, we'll take the worst game of the lot, but both those Saturday games are on NFL Network. Uh, no, I, I guess no, no. one of them's on CBS no, as well, on right? Because it's okay. like that whole CBS yeah, new deal F- with the NFL Network, right? Uh, great. So 
Good for them. They got three games this weekend. Good times. Uh, I, I can't believe they don't do Saturday earlier in the season. I mean, just we talked about it on a previous podcast, but we won't go can, into that. I regret. Can I cover the Titans? Go, please. Because this is just so horrible. Please uh, do it. You know, Jake Locker is now on IR, so he's gone. So you're back to Charlie Whitehurst is, is under center. Kendall Wright might play. Who cares? So what's that going to do for you? Especially, uh, especially with a, a splint or something on his hand. Actually, he said he wouldn't play if he had to wear a splint. So my guess, my guess is he actually plays, but his hand it won't be right. No, the uh, the only players that are even potentially even serviceable, Delaney Walker, because he get, he'll get the targets from Whitehurst. Yeah, and you'll also get uh, Nate Washington, who the, the old man surprisingly uh, has got some game left him in uh, at the end of the season. As far as the running game goes, forget it. You're not getting anything from Bishop Sankey. They're actually gone away from him. It's become Sean Green here toward the end of the season. So there's no points to be had there. That's Why all. is that? Why have they gone away well, from no, no, Sankey? They, actually, they, they explained it, and I, I don't know if I buy it or not. I, my guess is they actually they go to a, an even split or maybe back to Sankey. But they said that uh, it was the revenge factor with Sean Green going up against the Jets, uh, his former team, or whatever. And it, it does play a part uh, you know, in, in you know the mentality of football players going up against a former team to let them go. Who had no faith in them or whatever. So it, yeah, they tried to get Sean Green going. He did okay. Yeah, it's it did as good as Sankey would have done. I'll tell you that. Did about as good as Chris Johnson did. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We've also got to talk about you know the Titans are the only team scoring in single digits for running back uh, points scored on the season. You know at nine point nine fantasy points a game. Ugh. No person is lower. So you just want to avoid <laughs> that. You know, no team or no, no team or no, person. No team, probably or person. <laughs> no team is lower than the Titans as a whole in, in terms of their running back and the production they're getting. You know, fantasy wise. So I guess on the other side, you know, you've got the prime matchup of running backs against the Titans. But even then, you know, there's no prime guy to kind of slide in here and be like, hey, pretty good sleeper pick this week. You know, because of the matchup, uh, the Great know, White Hope. I have Toby Gerhardt, baby. I have no great white hope. Maybe it's because he can't break that long run. You know, he doesn't have any of those things you want from one of those sleepers. So he's going to have the great white hype game. He'll give you the fifteen to seventeen carries, and he's going to give you fifty-five to seventy-one yards. He'll also get you touchdown. He'll also get you three or four catches, though. He can catch a few passes out of the backfield. Jordan Todman uh, was basically forgotten last week. Storm Johnson got like six carries for 19 yards. Uh, you know, he, he's nothing that they're really looking at being a seventh-round pick. Um, it, it comes down to is Bortles going to be healthy enough to play this game. My guess is that he will. Um, I don't think the injury was all that bad. Um, so, I, to be honest, I think the only thing relevant here when it comes to fantasy is maybe the Jaguar receivers. You may be looking at a... Uh, a Marquise Lee or an Alan Hearns, I guess, is maybe the guy you'd, you'd probably be really thinking of. But otherwise, uh, and, and Delaney Walker, but otherwise, this is pretty much crap. One uh, thing I'll say, uh, yeah, uh, terrible uh, times. Uh, one thing I will say as far as that revenge game, at least one coach is giving his player a revenge game. I'm going to tell you, a lot of people, and we thought he would have a good game because of re- revenge game, CJ2K going against his old unit in the, in the Titans. I mean, who got the short touchdown? They gave it to uh, the, the, uh, Ivory. Ivory. Well, I mean, I- Ivory's a better a goal line guy. You still, knew, you knew Ivory was going to get, but CJ did have uh, more yards in the but game. But they only gave him ten carries. 
if they really wanted to make a statement, you give them the extra five carries, give them that one more shot to break the big one. They didn't. They didn't give it to him. And them. just also to keep his momentum high for the off season going into next year. You know, he signed for a couple of years. It just seems like he could have gotten something just to give him a little bit of a fu to his old his old mates. Uh, you know, and, and one thing I do know is our boy um, Stavish. If he had gotten that touch, if uh, they had given CJ2K that touchdown in one of the leagues, he'd be in the championship. And literally, I mean, there's a lot of other variables that happen here or there, but uh, that's one of them, uh, one of the many where, fuck, if they had just given him that touchdown from the three yard line, I'd be in the finals. Ugh. I'm sure we'll all have a couple war stories. I know you got, I know we'll have a few war stories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else to say about this game? Um, No. Good. I like it. Let's move on. See you next Thursday. Yeah. Quick uh, prior promo, do us a favor. No one's been doing it lately. Hook us up with a uh, review over on iTunes. Check it out, Fantasy Football Fire on iTunes. Give us a review if you listen to it. Just helps us out get more exposure. That was the quickest I've ever done it. All All right, right. we're going on to the Saturday game, December 20th. Five days before Christmas. Can you believe it's already the end of the year? Um, This one's early. God, Saturday's going to be sweet. 4.30 game, Eagles are going to be at the Redskins. Um, let's start with the Redskins. Obviously, after people talking about RG3 crying and punting the ball to himself the previous week, he got an opportunity with injury uh, and actually did something. What's to expect here, guys? Well, he finishes a top 10 quarterback, and that's just kind of how bad last week was for all quarterbacks around the league. It was just pretty anemic when you look through the entire kind of league stature. Uh, and guys who finished the elite. well, the guys the elite, who finished guys. well, you know. We're way down the board. Guys who you know came out of nowhere, Teddy Bridgewater, RG3, were top 10 plays last week. Surefire starts going into last week, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just all kinds of ugly. All kinds of ugly up there <laughs> at quarterback. But, uh, you know, RG3 could get it going again. You know, you fit, thought he could be getting it going all season, so things are still kind of aligned. He still has that weaponry. But... You know, is he going to make the boneheaded plays, and are they going to kind of unleash him and let him run a little bit? And that's just where all his fantasy value is kind of tied to right now. I, I think I think he has to go into this basically figuring that he has to give everything he's got because Jay Gruden has given him absolutely zero confidence in anything that he said about him in the media every time he speaks about him. So he, with the zero confidence, some game the one benefit he does have, the Eagles suck. <laughs> and their defense allows a lot of points. They're the second most points uh, to uh, to quarterbacks. So you know they're putting it on. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, no, I I mean I wonder if Gruden's the, the smartest coach in the world or, or, or the dumbest. I mean it, it to rip your own quarterback to shreds and basically um, shoot down his ego, shoot down everybody's crush, confidence. Crush confidence. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I wonder if that's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Some people, it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, if you were to talk smack against Jordan, he'd light you up for 50 that night, you know. It, but even more than that, Jordan and his own teammates. If you basically couldn't take the Jordan method of being inspired, you got in practice, <laughs> in, you got cut or traded. Yeah. And Jordan was, you know, basically, in all honesty, there's a lot of stories out there in, in the media about guys that just hated Jordan. It's just like he just used it, would practice against them after practice and work on his one-on-one, you know, backup post-game against, like, you know, rookie, uh, you know, f- power forwards and stuff. It's just like, just getting worked on it. And basically, it's like, if Jordan in practice, this was no different than anything else. Everything was a foul if it didn't go in. If he did not get, if he did not sink it in practice, foul. 
That's the way he played. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like Tyson with his star, sparring partners. He'd knock them all yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, get me another one. Exactly. Yeah, get me another one. <laughs> we've, uh, we've officially run out of these guys for you. <laughs> you get the fuck in there. Get me, get, get me a pigeon. <laughs> there you go. He would not hit a pigeon. That's I mean, the pigeon. Put a pigeon on, my, on each shoulder and on my head. I'll get in the ring with him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I mean, to finish up what I was saying there, I mean, I actually think it's it's a it's a good call by Gruden. You know what? They've given him the vote of confidence slightly uh, just recently. He's probably he's going to be the guy who's going to be back next year. Who knows what's going to happen with Griffin? Griffin's kind of fighting for either to st- to stay as possibly the starting quarterback in Washington or to be uh, you know a starting quarterback elsewhere. So he's got a lot on the line. He's the type of guy who in the past, I know maybe not in the NFL yet, but in the past has stepped up to the plate. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. Calling out uh, Deshaun Jackson a little bit lately too, I think is a great call as well. That guy's ego so high you can't deflate it. It just makes him angry and makes him better. But let me talk about Deshaun Jackson now because that's the other thing you got going in this game is another revenge factor. And you talk about him calling out Deshaun Jackson. How about Deshaun Jackson calling out the Philadelphia receivers? Yeah. Did you, you hear about it. this? He goes, you know, oh, he goes, my boy Macklin, he's having a great year over there. But other than him, they got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> they suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Just, he's basically like, so you know that he wants to get up for this game. So that's good for RG three. You have a, a horrible Philadelphia defense. You have a team in Philadelphia that is spiraling downward now. They were in their own control, of their destiny for the playoffs. Now they're on the outside looking in. So oh, and you know what? And the spoiler factor. The, the teams like this, especially in like the NFC East, they love the spoiler factor. You know, it's just oh, yeah. a, a storied history going up against these teams. They want to take this guy, these guys down. You know, that's the way that Washington plays. That's the way they're going to play. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game, that's for sure. It's going to be a fun one. It's great that it's on Saturday at 4.30 Eastern, just so you guys know, 3.30 Central. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. Going over to the Eagles side of the ball, what do you got, Stags? Oh, you know, this guy Mark Sanchez should have a pretty good game. Uh, let's see. First off, Washington's allowing over 20 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks. Uh, over the last three, they've been, you know, quite a bit worse, uh, giving up 23.6 over the last uh, five, actually, and 13 passes to just two interceptions. Uh, not to mention what Foles did against them earlier this season: yep. 325 passing yards, three uh, three touchdown passes, no picks. You know, you kind of got to really like uh, a Sanchez this week. He might not give you that huge Foles game, but he, just a little bit lower. But he's definitely a good, you know, kind of plug-and-play option this week, even if he was disappointing, uh, you know, a little bit last week. Yeah, think, like, and he was. was. You you think, yeah, you think he's you think he's realizing how quickly the Philadelphia fans turn on their quarterback? Oh wow, that was quick. They're like, yes, Foles is head. We've got our Sanchez. We got him. And now all of a sudden, it's like. Fuck yeah, it's, it's hilarious because I mean Sanchez is normally t- terrible on the road, but he's loving the fact that he's not playing in Philly this week. Yeah, yeah he might be batteried. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, too, if you look at uh, also, how about Lashawn McCoy? Right. So McCoy was going into last week, looking at Dallas, who he trounced on Thanksgiving, and they shut him down. And 
you look at the matchup against Washington. Do you remember what he did earlier in the year against 20 Washington? 20 carries for 22 yards. Oh, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Washington is a pretty good rush defense, too. So really good rush they, they'll let you They'll let you pass on them, but they're not going to let you, you rush on them. They've only uh, allowed six scores on the ground all season, and uh, they haven't allowed one over the last two weeks. Yeah, I think the second-best rush defense, fantasy points-wise, in the entire league. So, I mean, that that's going to be a tough go for, for McCoy. And to tell the truth, he's not even getting the pounding yards uh, at the goal line. They're giving that to Polk. And, and Polk is, I mean, he's a battering ram. He's, yeah. sm- he's smaller, but he the guy, the guy can freaking. He seems uh, to get the job done with low dude. volume. Right. Yeah, he's I mean, a low volume guy. guy that gets, lot, gets stuff done. A lot harder runner than I, I ever really knew before this year. But watching him run. Uh, wow, that kid works for every single freaking yard. And what he's done is, is he's eaten into any of the potential production that you might have gotten out of Darren Sproles. Yeah. So you can just basically forget Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles has not had, uh, you know, more than eleven touches in the game since week six. Yeah. And he barely t- totally a bunch of games have been like under five. Yeah. He's so three, four, three. This two, is not a guy that you can trust. Breakout player the first defense. three weeks. Yep. You Break know. out her. Oh, geez. How do we miss out on him? And that just shows you the ebbs and the flows from fantasy football season. Uh, it's a sell high sometimes, buy low in other cases, and, and then no one to pull the ripcord. No one to drink the Kool Aid, no one to uh, throw away the Kool Aid. I and, like it. And talking about that pass <laughs> defense, we've got to like a Macklin this week. You know, he, He's been subtly performing when he's had the good matchups. Uh, he hasn't really had the big game recently since Sanchez has taken over. But you know, 98 yards last week. Uh, you know, decent production. Nothing you can write home about either way. But, you know, this Washington pass defense is terrible. Yeah, it Their is. Their corners are bad. If There's... Washington's defense, I'll tell you, I mean, he was averaging a touchdown a game with Foles under center, and now he's only a third of a touchdown a game with Sanchez under center. Um, but if this Washington, with this Washington defense being so bad in pass, in pass, it, Go ahead. Uh, Macklin's your guy this week, for sure. I like a Matthews, too, obviously. Uh, we never should have stopped. Why is it every time I need to get somewhere, we get waylaid by Jack Assery? All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the second game at 825 Eastern uh, is going to be the Chargers. They're going to go upward into the state and go to the 49ers. Man, uh, you know, let's not talk about the 49ers too much. We know I love them, but that team is just in total disarray. F job, they stink. Wow, that offense is terrible. The defense is not much better. I so San Diego. I don't know what to say. I, I know. I know. These are two they horrible st- teams of California, and there's a lot of horrible teams in California right now. They've still got some playoff hope, at least uh, a smidge. True, but uh, who? Which one? San Diego. Yeah, it, without uh, Keenan Allen for the rest of yeah. the year, Ryan Matthews played that game with the, play. the broken uh, collarbone. He yeah, and he had, yeah. I mean, he ended up not finishing the game. But, but he was playing with you. Know, he was my shoulder kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got, got some sack like Ryan, like Ryan well, Matthews. Was it shoulder blade? Collarbones this. Is it this or this? It was either a clavicle or the collarbone. No, I, I don't know said, which one it was. I think they said co- collarbone. I think it was so. collarbone. <sighs> yeah, no, he's... he's they, they haven't ruled him out for next week yet, but with an injury like this, it's normally a two-month you know, type of thing. He's, he's not coming back. Well, but but how, about, how about the fact, too, you, you got a tough... A, a, still a good defense in San Francisco... So when you're looking at San Diego from the offensive side, Phillip Rivers, you know, he's scored 30.2 fantasy points over the last two weeks total. Uh, he has only thrown one or less touchdown in five of his last six games. 
He's he's been atrocious. Absolutely. He was a guy that they were talking MVP candidate through the first five seven, weeks. Five, five, weeks. Five, five weeks of the season. I remember he was on Monday Night Football. And they inter- MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. They, they had interviewed him at halftime of the Monday Night Football game. I remember, or maybe it was Sunday Night Football, and he was, you know, smiling from ear to ear, killing it, looking great. They were having a great record. He was doing great in fantasy. And literally from that interview on, he's gone not. Like on a slow decline, he kind of had a little bit of an upswing for a couple of games, but he just all of a sudden shit the bed. He yeah. was reading his own press or something. Well, that was without Keenan. He was not using Keenan Allen at all in the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, right. And, and Antonio Gates was on fire. Is fresh in the beginning of the year. He's so old now. He's not fresh anymore. Uh, and he's always he's still been looking okay. I'll, I'll admit he still looks okay out there, but obviously he's not putting up the exact you know the same stuff he was early in the year. Uh, it's not going to be a pretty day for Philip Rivers. Well, no, and 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 the 49ers, give them credit because they had a total collapse against Oakland. Okay, but if you take out that game against Oakland, they've only given up three passing touchdowns in their last four games. Yeah, and they held Russell Wilson last week to 168 yards. Uh, you know, only 15.1 fantasy points. So they did their job. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean they could definitely. That's, I, I don't think anybody expects Kaepernick to do anything anymore. Please, Cutler, Cutler and Kaepernick if you're are starting Kaepernick people. for your fantasy football championship, I want to hear it. But at least right Cutler can throw you a touchdown. <laughs> I, I want to hear and, it. And, and he got you there. He, yeah. was, he no, was on no. your team the whole time. Yeah. Maybe there's I, some... I mean, that's maybe, like I'm doing write-ups. I was doing a write-up on Vernon Davis, and I'm going to myself. If, if you're in the championship game and you're even... How is he even still on your team, number one? Why would you even think about starting It's funny, because like, you must have had... like. All of a sudden, uh, oh my God! I don't have Colt McCoy or Jake Locker anymore. I got to go to Kaepernick. Right. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> He's gonna carry it. It's, no, right. it's, it's disgusting. The guy is the ceiling for Kaepernick has been closed. It's, it was a sunroof, I guess. Shut down. Uh, he's. It's, it wasn't. A, it was a moonroof. 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 Yeah, plastered <laughs> over. The, it's been. It, actually, now in hindsight, it was one of those things on the old Mustangs where it like just opens Vent- like three. Just yeah, yeah, it opens like yeah. three inches. Three like, inches. There you go. Yeah. That thing's been closed. Well, okay. What about the 49er run game with Gore potentially being out with a concussion and you know the MRI? To yeah, kind of, uh, Hyde's MRI today. Um, I hear Hyde. It's probably going to be okay. What are you hearing there, Doc? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing Hyde is more likely to play than Gore, especially on the short week. Um, I would expect it to be Hyde, to be quite honest. Uh, the, that block and that hit, obviously, to the head for Gore, it was vicious. Goodbye. I mean, when you can't even make it to the sideline when you're trying to walk off and you fall down, in a, I mean, forget about it. I don't, I don't see a reason for them to play a, a 30-plus-year-old running back at this point. Uh, when you're trying to check out a younger, you know, your younger players anyway at this point, so I, I wouldn't depend on Gore being there. I wouldn't depend on Hyde being there. You got to watch the news coming out during the week, but I, I think Hyde's the one who's going to play, and Gore's going to take a seat. It's the championship. The way the 49ers have been playing, I, I, I don't suggest that we could tell anyone. Throw in a 49er in the most important game of your season and be happy about Unless it. Unless you have Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is a terrible player <laughs> every week. 
All right. I thought game. Dog Manigal was going to pull something out of his butt there. No, it's like, no, 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 no. All of a sudden, sir. he is going to be like the fan duel pick of all of our fans. But no. uh, So, can we go on to the next game? Or do we need to talk Chargers? Anything? I mean, that's one of those I games mean, we said we could breeze through. And I would expect Eddie Royal to get a ton of targets. I mean, uh, Floyd, Malcolm Floyd normally only gets about five or six a game at most anyway. Um, with Keenan Allen out, I mean, you're gonna get, they're going to throw the gates a ton. And Eddie Royal is a quick little dude. You know, whatever Sigi Azira Tutu is going to be on the outside. I don't expect him to do a whole hell of a lot. The guy's been a, a you know a, a traveling uh, nobody for a while. So uh, Eddie Rowe, if you look at PPR, it's not a bad call. Nice special team recognition pronunciation there, dog. You like that, huh? <laughs> Azira Tutu. Yeah, that was good. Is that it's more of like hold on? It's like the Smith song, Bishop in a Tutu. If yeah. you are listening to this right now and you know that. You and I are fans. And, You're and, hardcore and, and fans. You and, Houdini, all, and you know old Morrissey, and, Britpop music. And from you the and Houdini 80s. will not agree on music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you and Val Verde will. Whoopty freaking do. <laughs> all right, well, we're moving on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Before we do that, actually, I'm going to give a little shout out Pyro Promo. We're trying something different um, on Wednesday. Uh, so Wednesday, tomorrow's date would be, what, the 17th. Mm-hmm. So then the 17th, which we'll put this podcast out on Wednesday morning. It'll probably be after midnight. It'll definitely be after midnight. But it'll be up tonight. This is Tuesday the 16th. And on Wednesday from noon to 6 p.m., whatever, maybe we'll answer some stuff later after that. But we're going to be on Reddit. And basically what our Reddit page is... Is uh, oh my god, I'm spacing that off. It's a uh, pyro fantasy football, it's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash pyro fantasy football. Um, but we're gonna be on there answering questions from noon till six tomorrow. We got me, Stag Party, we both bouncing in here and there. I'm not saying the questions are gonna be answered instantaneously, but put them up there and we'll get to them. And then we also got suits coming on the mix, and we uh, potentially have a new fella that's gonna be helping us out on. On, uh, on Reddit, I won't mention names or anything because we haven't given him a moniker, and who knows, he might be like, uh, he might be es- escaped from prison. Uh, you just never know. Um, we don't want to give real names. You are such a massive wuss! You guys, call sorry, Alcatraz. Sorry to, sorry to do a sidebar, as I like to do, but you guys remember hearing about the guy from, uh, that was in uh, uh, Deadliest Catch? You guys hear about the story? This guy that was on a season as a greenhorn in Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Then they got kicked off the boat. I've seen the episode. Oh, is this the new and then he, Nets guy? And then he went and he ba- robbed two banks. Oh. He robbed. Oh, shit. Yeah. This guy went and robbed two banks after being on Deadliest Catch, and the bank teller recognized him oh. from fucking Deadliest Catch. <laughs> he didn't wear a mask. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't make this stuff up. That's like one of my favorite shows. And I remember the guy like he got tooled. They they went back to Harvard. Like, Do you know what ship he was on? I'd like to say it was like the Cornelia Marie or something, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it was it was it was like a lo- six years ago. The freaking guy That's was on a reality TV show, like most popular show on TV at the time. Goes and robs banks without a mask, and they're like, "Weren't you on Deadliest Catch?" All right, enough. Sorry. Um, Otherwise, he would have come in in his fishing gear, smelling like, uh, like yeah, the sea. You know exactly. <laughs> so check out Reddit. People have been expressed a lot of interest in Reddit, and it, you know it's got a, a big following in fantasy football uh, more and more than ever. And we really think it's a good place for us to open up Pyro and, and, and join in a kind of a newfound discussion there. So we're testing out the waters at the end of the season here. We'll find out more. And uh, 
please check that place out and, and, and ask us. And if uh, again, that's gonna be Reddit r e d d i t dot com forward slash r forward slash uh, pyro fantasy football. And what do you got over there, stag party? Just a couple of Valverde. Valverde. Oh, you did a sneak attack, oh, Valverde. Sneak attack. Sneak attack, Val's right. happening. First game. Everything you touch turns to suck. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> He was ready for that one. All right, good stuff. If I don't get to Valverde, I'm going to get you. So, you know, you might want to let me get to Valverde. (laughs) All right, we got the Vikings on Sunday are going to be down in Miami at the Dolphins. What do you guys have to say about this one? Well, uh, you know what? My call is that Lamar Miller has a a really nice breakout game. The Minnesota defense has actually been playing pretty darn well, a lot better than people expected. To be quite honest, last year they, they they were in shambles a bit, and you could pass all over them, you could run all over them. Uh, this year, um, they've done a lot better in most facets. You could still run on them, you could still gain some points on them in terms of the running game. Um, I expect Lamar Miller to be used and used used very nicely this week. I don't expect you know over 20 carries. I don't think he's gotten that uh, that that type of work all year, but I could see. 17, 18 touches, which will give him enough to give you enough fancy points for a, a great RB2 type of play this week. You're not kidding about Minnesota playing better. I don't even know if you realize they've played better on the road than they've played at home. In well, their, their home's not even their home. I know, know. I know. But in their last four road games, just as a team, they've only given up an average of 16.75 points per game. So they're they're holding teams under on average seventeen actual, points, like points. Actual points, not fantasy points. That's actual impressive. points yeah. on on the road. Now they've lost a lot of these games, but they've been close: 17-14. These are the types of games that they're playing: twenty-one, thirteen, and uh, they had the close game with uh, Green Bay too. So that's a great sign when you got a rookie quarterback and yeah. a lot of turmoil happening and new uh, first-year coach. I mean, first-year coaches. Well, and things are finally starting news. to come yeah. together on their offensive front, too, because you have uh, Kyle Rudolph who's finally getting more involved in the offense and finally showing some, some actual chemistry with, with him. And they actually had uh, a tie for the team lead last week with seven targets, which is pretty awesome. Tied with Charles Johnson, who is just, you know, Best. continuing to do it. I mean, it was five catches for 72 yards without a touchdown, but against the Lions defense, that, that's, that's really good. He's facing a, a Miami defense that's really been on a downslide over the last three or four weeks. So he's got a great opportunity. Yeah, it, you know what? That Miami downslide that you're talking about it, on their defensive side, they have a great, a great defense. Don't get, don't get that downslide wrong. But they've been hit by injuries. And just a couple of linebackers being out. Uh, Finnegan having his, his uh, injury problems here and there. That makes a huge difference when it, when it comes to stopping the run. In particular, those two linebackers that about who is it? Uh, uh, Moa TC. Uh, TC. There's a couple of linebackers. Uh, there's a couple of linebackers. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. The uh, coefficient. <laughs> the coefficient of Valverde. Go team venture. I don't know. They just do that. Yeah, they do. But I'll tell you that uh, I think that those linebackers are close to coming back, which would be uh, kind of huge. And uh, Finnegan is close to help too, I think. So I, it obviously plays a, a huge difference with that. Charles Johnson, this is a kid who I was talking up in the offseason. Um, I really thought that he was going to stick with the Browns and, and do something special there. For some strange reason, they let him go, and the, the Vikings jumped on him uh, pretty quickly after he was let go. 
uh, developed with them a little bit, and he's become their number one. You yeah. know, I mean, he, the, the kid has size, he has speed. Uh, he's got everything you kind of want in receiver. He started out with the Packers, I think, yep. a couple years back. Yep. And I really thought that he was going to do something there. It's obviously a log jam there. It's tough to break in. We uh, were all surprised that Boinkins was getting all... Boinkin, right? Uh, he Jared, was getting all the oppor- opportunities. Or was that... Yeah. Jared, Boinkin Jared was Boinkin. getting... When yeah, you yeah. thought it was going to be Johnson. Right. And then last... Or this offseason. Two years ago. And then la- and this offseason... We were you were talking about how when they dropped Greg Little. Right. All right, this is exactly when it's time for this Johnson guy yeah, to come in to have anything there. They you know, signed Hawkins, but Miles he was Austin. more of the the slot small guy. Miles I mean, uh, Austin, it's a, you gotta be kidding me. How did they not keep I, this yeah. guy? I don't know. It's oh amazing. My God. Miles Austin over that guy? Yeah. He's you. not even have like any problems off the field either, right? No, I mean, no. so th- And that's what I was about to say. This size, quiet. work ethic. He's yeah. a little too Demeanor. quiet for my liking. Especially for the diva position of wide receiver. Okay, if you're yeah, the diva position of the wide receiver. If you're gonna be a top number one guy, you better at least at least have a tiny bit of a mouth. Because that's what gets you into elite status. I hate to say it, in today's day and age, that's what gets you into elite status when it comes to the wide receiver position. I think it's going to come eventually. I think he's had to work his way to where he is right now. Um, maybe he'll uh, get get a little confidence under his belt after this year, and oh, you know, and it'll come next year. But this is a guy you definitely have to watch for next year. And I, you know, this this weekend I expect him to put Grimes on, and that won't be a happy time. I, I don't think for him. He'll maybe make a few catches, and that's fine. You know, he'll get targeted. He'll make a few catches, but don't expect a big game, especially if they put Grimes on, which is what I expect. Grimes, great, great musician. Not uh, as good as Bell Verde. Bell Verde. I mean, yeah, my ice is melting. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saved that one for D-Rex, because you're the one that always had the, used to have the ice in the glass. Oh, that was good. Like, yeah. I like the podcast, but do you guys understand you're on you're on a microphone? I used to drink, <laughs> used to drink Magners with the, uh, with the uh, ice, ice on them. <laughs> and then go, after a while, I was like, you know what? It's probably a good point. I'd be like putting ice in the thing in the background and <laughs> in, in my glass. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, is this going to suck the whole time or is this like the only part that sucks? I just want to gauge how much suck I have to freaking sit through. Are we talking more about this game or should we move on to an even suckier game in the next one? Uh, it's, I don't know. Did you guys got anything else to say in this game? We gotta or? talk about the Dolphin wide receivers a little bit. Sure. We, yeah. How about, yeah. Talk about Mike Wallace's best game of the year. First hundred yard game. First hundred yard game coming against the Patriots and Darrell Revis. He caught you know a touchdown. Uh, you know he was definitely a guy who was on a lot of people's benches last week. Uh, you know and you know probably scored more than some of their starters and they're a little disappointed by it. And then there's Jarvis Landry who's been coming on as of late. You know, but but he, he but he hit a wall. I mean, he's he's actually been kind of pedestrian the last couple weeks. For sure, he had a nice three week run, but he he got him. He made himself in his starting lineups and, and kind of bit people in the ass. I'm not speaking from personal uh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fucked me at the end. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Minnesota's corners have been playing you know pretty well. Uh, you know, in terms of going against quarterbacks that are. You know, a pretty good, decent team. At but you do realize, too, about Mike Wallace, I want to point this out. His other best game of the season also, also came against New one, England. Yes. But it was also against New England. Just, 
Just Dude, saying. You know what? You know what? They weren't playing Darrell on him uh, consistently. They were when he made that long catch. When though. he did make the long catch, <laughs> yes, they, yes, yes, they he were. was. But uh, Darrell was switching back and forth. He was playing. He was playing on. Uh, and Darrell was pissed because I'm like, I had, I had Wallace, you know, and I benched him in one of my leagues, and I started him in another league, and I'm like, yes, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Wallace. He was, he was, one, he was my big preseason thing. All of our information told me that he was going to be awesome. I was all in in every three leagues with him, and what a disappointment. So I apologize for promoting. He didn't have a terrible season. Where is he on amongst wide receivers? Is he, is he top 20? In terms of fantasy points. Just overall fantasy Overall points. fantasy points, standard league. I'm, I'm sure he is. Um, but he, he's, just, he's just a bummer. And I have realized the guys that I go all in on over the course of about the last two or three years usually aren't that awesome. So love my guys that I like because I do have a lot of good advice and good stuff for you. But the guys that I will throw my body in front of the bullet for for the fantasy season, uh, Kaepernick two years ago, uh, let's see, Cooks this year, who kind of was getting it going. Uh this guy, Christine Wallace. Michael, since he was born. Christine Michael. <laughs> and Mike now Wallace, I'm going to be. Mike Wallace is the 19th receiver. 19th. 19th. So top 20. All right. Um, anything else so, to talk, so about, are you talk gonna, about on this? I need you to get off of the Christine Michael bandwagon uh, next season. for next season. <laughs> Fine. I will. I'm off. Actually, I'm off. Waiting, waiting to see what happens with Lynch. No, I know. But I'm off regardless because I don't. I'm going to talk him down because I'm still going to draft the fucking guy. He's, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more than 25 fantasy points out of all this promotion. This testimonial is worth 25 starting lineup fantasy points. You're right now, I've gotten zero over you're, two seasons. But you're going to draft him, but you won't start him in the week that he scores all the points. Can we worry about that next season when it happens? I don't want to. I don't want to be daunted by my upcoming fantasy season that's a year away. All right. Ravens, Texas. Hey, Bud. Or is it Budley? Budward? What's Bud short for? Marijuana. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is earmarked as uh, don't spend too much time on it. We're not supposed to give you the behind the scenes, but not a very exciting game. Uh, let's start with the Texans. Will J.J. Watt score a touchdown at the tight end position this week? I doubt it. Not no. with Case Keenum. I- Okay. And, uh, the only thing that had me excited about this game, you guys can take it from here. Potentially Case Keenum or, or Thad Lewis. Thaddeus Lewis. But they're saying they're going to both an even shot. But one guy was with the system, you know, in training camp for a while. So you think that gives him a big, big edge. And, you know, right now he's pretty much free on daily fantasy sites. So if, you know, you're looking for a yeah, guy. Stag Party, by the way, is bragging about how he's got Case Keenum for FanDuel this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got my Case Keenum. Hey. He's free. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Is, is that right? Does he, does he well, come technically? Does he come, the lowest you does can he pay come for the Cracker Jack toy? The, the lowest you can pay for a quarterback, that's what he costs. So, so that's why I bought him for, you know, 12 to 15 points so I can stud up on other positions, you know. Anyway, stud up. I love the new FanDuel vernacular. I got to get my <laughs> is it, is, Do you go to Urban Dictionary for No, for I just win money of? and then, you know, things like that just come to my mind. I like yeah. it. I like it. Well, I'll, I'll somebody's vying for the FanDuel expert job over here at Pyro, I think. <laughs> I, I think that uh I think it will be Case Keenum over over Thad Lewis. Um as you're talking about, he, he knows the system, but second of all, the game's at home and it's in his home state. Uh, he also played football down there, obviously in, in Texas. So, uh, and he's you know he's proven to be able to carry this team a, a little bit in various games here and there. There's 
If there's a team that you want a passer against as opposed to somebody who can run around a little bit, it's this one. You don't, you don't, it's Baltimore you're playing against. You want somebody who can actually sit there and pass the ball. I think Keenum could do that a little bit better than Thad Lewis. So I think Keenum's going to go in this game. Um, who's he going to throw to? I think Andre Johnson's coming back from what I hear. Uh, he, I think he just got through the pro, uh, protocol for the concussion, or he's really close to getting through it. Um, they expect sh- him to play. They yeah, he, sh- he play. should be out there for this game. Um, De- DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. I think you got to play in this game. Baltimore's given up points like crazy to wide receivers, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I, I think you definitely got to get those guys going. Um, I don't think Garrett Graham will be back for this one, so uh, it'll look like a, a Ryan Griffin type, uh, whatever game again, or CJ. Uh, You're not starting him. And they're gonna, and they're also that's a team that's looking for a tight end in the off season or in the draft because yeah. it it just hasn't worked uh, for them in, uh, since Owen Daniels no, left. That's, which not, re- that, that's not necessarily true. I watched this kid play. He sucks. That Garrett Graham kid, he sucks. Oh, Graham's well. Graham's old. First of all, he's gonna be gone. I wouldn't worry about Graham. Who's uh, Griffin's guy? young and he's he's actually pretty decent. But CJ Fiad Fiadorowitz uh, Fiadorowitz. Um, I think he's a Iowa, Iowa he guy. Iowa. Yeah. Um, he's no good. He's, he's, no, a, he's, a, he's a blocker. He's a good He's blocker. a big body. He's got the same size almost as like a Scott Chandler. I think I think he was one of the six five. Chandler six seven. But he doesn't have the hands of of, uh, of those guys. He doesn't have any type. Chandler has a lot more speed than he has. Fedorowicz is is a guy that had so much potential in college. And he just never realized it. I, I'm, I'm telling you, the guy that watched him, I don't believe in his. But I, I'll tell you, I do like Griffin, Griffin and I don't see them, especially. And I think it was more the system this year. In the past systems, uh, you know, maybe they used it to to accentuate the tight end, but the system this year has not thrown to the tight end at all. So I don't see them making tight end a priority in the uh, in the draft coming up. Well, uh, let's talk about Arian Foster because this is the problem. He's he's got the issue in this game. He's got it going against a tough defense, and the Ravens know that they're going to face either Thad Lewis or Case Keenum. So that's why those guys are, will have an opportunity because. What you have to do is cut the head off of the snake. And the, and the head of the snake uh, for the Texans is Arian Foster. And they are going to sell out, put eight in the box, and they're going to make them beat them with the pass. They're going to have to, Keenum or Thad Lewis is going to have to make plays in the passing game for them to to lay off of putting all the pressure on, yeah. on that quarterback by stopping Arian Foster. They better Foster. hope that the, the, the dead tail off that snake waggles for a good few hours because, yeah, they're going to get their ass kicked if they don't. Please don't ever, ever since Marlena Bobbitt, um, went through back in the uh, 80s or early 90s. They cut the hail, the head off the snake line. You just can't say it if you're a man anymore. Yeah. I, I... Oh, man, if that shows up on YouTube, I, I'm serious. What kind of torture is this? Couldn't you just drill my teeth or shove bamboo under my nails or something? <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Uh, Snag's like Marlena Bobbitt. He wasn't even born yet. No. Yeah, but I still know it has the dick cut off. Hey, he got he got Her urban legend lips. <laughs> he, he's got a picture of John Wayne Bobbitt from his porno over. His well, I, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I've had some sickos as friends growing up. I've seen the the Bobbitt porno, reattached porno. I've seen it. I apologize. Uh, I wasn't looking. How at was his. it? <laughs> I don't remember, but I have seen it. I, I'll tell you, you know, kinda, it, the movie got cut short. Oh, oh, Jesus! Move I on. I cannot believe you just said that. Um, running backs. Uh, as, as long as you were talking about Foster, there, um, we, we could talk about Forsett for a second. 
But I, you might as well talk about Forsett as long as I'm mentioning this. Forsett, I don't think, is going to have a tremendously uh, great game either. Houston um, has been pretty good against running backs this year. Not, not tremendous, but pretty good against them and better lately. Um, the running back position, as opposed to last week, last week the quarterbacks got the short end of the stick. The quarterbacks had uh, the bobbit shoved up their uh, you know <laughs> tailpipe here, and, and it was it was really an ugly show for uh, all the elite quarterbacks last week. I see that happening to a bunch of the running backs this week. You got Aaron Foster facing this insane Baltimore defense. Uh, I'll mention a couple others. You know, Matt Forte going up against Detroit. We already mentioned LaShawn McCoy going up against Washington. I, I wouldn't expect any of these big studs to pull you through in this championship. You better have some, some weapons elsewhere in, in Week 16 here. Well, congratulations. You've discovered pornography. Yeah, didn't, didn't the movie The Bobbit... The Battle of the Five Armies come out tonight, or doesn't it come out on, like, Friday? The Bobbit? That'll be the pornography version uh, of The Hobbit, yeah. The Bobbit, The Battle of the... He retired from the, the business. He was one and done. <laughs> Can we talk about Joe Flacco a little yes, bit? Yes, go okay. for it. Okay. We're done with rated blades. Let's, well, let's finish through this game pretty quick. Yeah, though. I mean, Joe Flacco was not a great start this week. Uh, Houston Texans defense, couple things. They've given up one 20-point fantasy passer on the season. Season. One. Mm. Andrew Luck earlier in the season. And they just held him last week. You know, fantasy's top scorer on the season to 15.3 uh, points last week. Worst game and of the season by far. Yeah. He had one right worse. He had a 15-point game earlier in the season. Yeah. But that was the second worst. Uh, you know, but just in general... Last three weeks, these guys have given up just uh, like 13 fantasy points a game. You know, just absolutely great against quarterbacks. So Flacco is definitely a guy you're going to want to stay away from. Uh, and then there's the receivers on the other end of that. And, you know, who's going to get it this week? You know, a hobbled, kneeless Tory Smith at this point and old Steve Smith at the end of the season. Even Come though. On. Even though ask his Come on. ask his wife about the stamina. Come on, Aiken. Ask his Aiken wife about the good, stamina. He does. And then there was Owen Daniels who looked spry last week. And Aiken did score a touchdown last week, by the way. Yeah. And he made special a special teams a, touchdown. And he made a seriously awesome catch in that game as well. Yeah. I think that was two weeks ago, right? That he made or was that this week that he made that awesome long catch? Kamar? Uh no. Oh Olson. Um that just uh, uh, okay. Owen Daniels? No, oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Kamar who got the blood the block punt. The block punt for the Touchdown! Who had the, all the catches know, the week before? Kamara yeah. Aiken, yeah, no, two weeks ago is the one, is when he had that awesome catch. Yeah, but uh, the other thing was that Torrey Smith didn't do anything last week, even though he supposedly was fine from his uh, from his injury. I don't know if I buy that, but no, he was. This this is a good chance for him because he's going against a team that's given up a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers in the last uh, few weeks, though. So let's cut this game off. Joe right. Flacco on the road, no good. Let's cut this game off, especially with the Texans rolling. No bueno. Uh, All right, the Lions are going to be at the Bears. I was at the game last night. The Bears are pathetic. Did Cutler have an interception on his first or second pass? Um, Also on his fifth and eighth pass? uh, I I don't know. Oh, my God. And he had a lot of open guys. On on the second interception, uh, Alshon Jeffrey was 20 people, 20 yards away, anyone from him. Right in the, obviously, you could just, if you're a quarterback and you're throwing over there, you just saw him going to buy with no one, and he just leans off his back foot, throws it away. Oh, God, Cutler's got to die. 
Well, the worst is you didn't get to see because you were <laughs> at, the, you were at the game. It's the only way we're getting out of this. They were showing like a highlight of their first 15 scripted plays. Everyone was bad. It was like, it was like half two for were, nine or oh, something. Like a couple of sacks. Uh, it was like turnovers. Uh, yeah, oh, it was great. Yeah, John Gruden, Mr. Love Everybody, hates everything about Jay Cutler and the Bears. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> By the way, the amount of false start penalties. By, By wide Gruden receivers. Was, Gruden the wide was receivers, hilarious. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gruden was hilarious talking about those false start penalties. But that is inexcusable. How many were there? At the game, you noticed them, but I don't... There was at the end of the game... There was at least four that I saw. Alshon Jeffrey on the four... the background. No, Alshon Jeffrey on the two-point conversion was a false start. Yeah. Marquise Wilson had a false start on the the next drive, whatever, when they were trying to to put something together, just on the wide receivers. I think Martellus Bennett, did he have another one? Yes. Uh, So... There's a guard. That just means there's a quarterback in the huddle that doesn't demand any fucking respect. Uh, yes. People aren't listening to him. There's nothing good. I wrote a 10-page essay uh, of text message Cutler hate today to one of my buddies. Once they've said, oh, Mark Trustman's going to get fired at the end of the season. I said, great. Take Phil Emery, take Mark Trustman, take everybody with him. Because there's so a guy who gets sacked on screen plays... Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's like, insane. That's, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. He can't call his own protections, so no. then his running back goes to the inside, and the guy comes right around to the other side, and he gets blown up. Although, he has no control of the huddle, and he's just not a good football quarterback. The greatest sack, though, the greatest sack in that game yesterday was whoever was the dude that blew up Garza yes. straight up the middle and took both Garza and Cutler down at the same time. Yeah. That was that was phenomenal. But that was a bad play by Cutler because I remember that play vividly. Cutler was so up in close. All he needed to do was bounce back a little bit, a couple yards. If that was Drew Brees, Drew Brees would have already been 15 yards of uh, bootlegging it down the other one, either running it for a little bit or making a pass. Cutler instead was going right up in and like moving into the offensive line. He's just he's just in that. There's a yeah. difference between giving up on your team. Which, which happens, you know, it, it, you give up on everybody around you and giving up on yourself. Jay Cutler's given up on himself. Yeah, you could tell that he, doesn't, he doesn't even want to be. That out there. whole yeah. team yeah. has given up. That's I don't care. That, the way that they have come out in the first half, going back to even the two games they won against Minnesota and Tampa Bay, they were losing both of those games at halftime. The way that they have started games for the last half of the season has been horrible. They get yeah. blown out. To start games. Score, yeah. And every every and Gruden pointed this out last night too. Every yard that Jay Cutler gets, he says, Oh, it may look good and fancy and it fucked me over last night. Fucking Alshon Jeffrey with the last goddamn touchdown cost me two leagues. <laughs> Don't but, throw up on me, please. Not, Don't not throw up. But that's the that point. All of their yards are coming in garbage time. When the game is already decided, this is not a team that is competing right now. So if you have anybody on the Lions, you are playing them. You are playing them with ultimate confidence because the Bears will lie down for you. The Lions need this game. God forbid, some way, somehow, Green Bay loses at Tampa Bay. They have a chance to, to you know, do they, could they win it then if they lose to, to, to Green Bay next week? Or they're still going to have to beat Green Bay in Green Bay. Yeah. But they true. need to win to force this to, to matter. Yeah. So. Well, quickly with Cutler, the one thing I read today, and this is by a guy that I've respected for years at the quarterback position, Rich Gannon said in an article I read uh, that he said, Jay Cutler is flatlined. 
He's flatlined. There's no upside for him anymore. None. And I agree. It's with the, it's within his own head too. Yeah. He's flatlined in his own in his own personal belief in his ability to go out there and win a game and, so and do man, the Bears man cut a him? team. That's more for you guys. I think it's a no-brainer. We can't move forward with this guy. You cut ties with him. You see if anyone will take him. Well, see no. if you can get him back to Vanderbilt area and have him play at Tennessee and lose Weisenhunt's job for him. You see if you can get him somewhere. And you can't, you absolutely cut your losses and you cut him. Well, no, because well, here's the thing. If they cut him, here's what, here's what the reality of it is. And this is where I wonder just because it's the McCaskies have to eat everything. If they decide to cut ties with the entire coaching staff, with Phil Emery... I want to say, was that was that fifteen million dollars that'll cost him over yeah, the length of all the contracts? Lot. That's a lot of money. No, if you include Jay Cutler, no, 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 it is, but it isn't. This is the point. Cutler's going to get picked up. They owe him fifteen million dollars next year. If some team then you cut him, signs him five million, six million, seven million, you they only pay on. the difference. Yeah, they take on. And the price. and you know how many billions of dollars are available and a team like the Bears, how much they make on all of their other... But they're the cheapest team and the poorest, they are the che- poorest because, ownership. Well, no, the, the poorest ownership because they use the actual the football team as their money-making yeah, organization. That's their only money-making right. mechanism. They're right. They're, they don't have any, any type of business of bringing them in other, other money. So, maybe they look at it and get wise to the fact and say, you know what, we better protect our investment. I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, I, I, I've lived here my whole life and I've seen nothing that does, that's going to tell me different. But they need to say... Get rid of everyone. Say the guy we're giving inside information. Ted Phillips, the guy who basically is their finance guy, but he's he's the he's the president of football operations. Has no business doing anything to do with football. Let him be the bean counter. Hire someone <laughs> to run your football operation. Let that guy hire a GM, and then you hire a coach, and you let that coach hire all of his own coaches. Don't say, oh, well, if you want a job here, you're gonna have to take this guy and this guy and this guy. All the inner workings of, of teams and all that, uh, the, the GM stuff, the coaches and all that sort of stuff, um, that, that as, as much as I love to talk about it, because especially concerning Chicago, has nothing to do with fantasy. I know. Sorry. But when it comes to fantasy... Well, we're homers. We're Bears fans. So people, people know by now that we're, gonna, we're not doing this on the, with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When it comes to a specific <laughs> one... Uh, we're talking about Arthur Blank, baby. Oh. One player that comes to fantasy is Jay Cutler, and the Bears know, absolutely without a doubt, 100% right now, know that they cannot move forward with him. They will never get better. With him, no they question. will never. Even if they make or squeak into the playoffs, they, they will never that? win it all with a Jay Cutler. So no. if you just if they decide now that you're going to keep him for his contract or whatever, then they are deciding to stick in mediocrity. I agree. And if they if they decide to move on, then they've decided, okay, we want to make a move to get better. But, and okay. that's what you have to watch in the offseason. But you're a Bear fan. What are they going to do? <clears throat> They're gonna, they're gonna keep them. They're gonna <laughs> give them for another there year. you go. That's exactly what they're gonna give them for another year. Right. Fire all the coaches and hope that they can rebuild something with the coaches if for they one keep more another year, year. Which will be how many, co- how many coaches does he have already here since he's been here? Four coaches. No, this oh, is only his second. No, no, no. We're talking offensive, offensive coordinators oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever. Second head five, coach, off, yeah, five offensive, offensive coordinators, coordinators uh, whatever. Quarterback coaches, all of them. Last thing we'll talk about the Bears quickly. Tressman gone. 
Derek, yeah, he is going to be gone. Do you remember? Do you remember no 19 way. weeks ago, us said, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the 10 weeks prior to that, we were champions for this guy. We were so excited for what he did. And God, how fast this thing turns out. There's no way he keeps his job with the way that they have lost all these games down the stretch. And they will lose another one to Detroit this week. The problem is he's not a head coach. He's an offensive coordinator. They put him in the wrong position. He doesn't have control of it. I don't know that he's really that good of an offensive coordinator because if you go back to the times when he was in the NFL, he had great success everywhere in his first season. And then in his second but season... wasn't he, he really only he a quarterback? He never as a quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if he had the greatest head coaches to be able to control what he and the defense did at the same time. He had no control. He's also a weird guy. I don't know that yeah. he that gets NFL players to buy into him. It's different when you got guys in Canada... Who are still going to buy into everything that you say, Coach? Yes, Coach, because I still want to have a dream and a chance of getting to the NFL. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the lifeline for them to talk to the coaches. Yeah. Last right. thing I'll say on on the thing with Tressman is, and we may, might have talked about the story, but I came across the story uh, that I read about with Arians. Who we've talked about God. Why didn't we go after Arians? We did. Uh, he turned us down. We yes. get we. Why did he turn us down? You you know the story, okay? Yeah. yeah. They asked him to do a fake press conference. Press conference in their day long interview of him. They went to Aaron's, who's been a head coach, or not? A, who's been a? Who's been a? Had he been a head coach? Interim, interim head interim coach, coach. And, and was almost the yes. coach of the year yes. for almost, uh, yeah, ex- absolutely for Indianapolis. So he's been the, the the head of the show. But before that, he's been an offensive. He's been in the league for you know ages. Ever. Been an offensive coordinator on Super Bowl teams, right? Arizona the, and the, on the, uh, the Steelers. Arizona? No, no, Steelers. The Steelers. 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 He won a right. Super Bowl Steelers, on the Steelers right. as their offensive coordinator. They asked him to do a faux press conference. And they told him as that as part on the day that he interviewed to Arians. And they also told knuckleheads him knuckleheads go, okay, we got this room, mock room set up, podium went not not just like in this meeting one on one, a podium room set up with faux cameras and lights going on. He will, he, he goes in and says, I've been doing this for fucking ten years live. What what do you, let's just check my highlight tape. Yeah, check. <laughs> well, it's hey, don't check out all my press conferences. I would have walked out. Who was he did. Absolutely. He did. He's is, like, what the fuck's this? This is the idiots. problem with the McCaskey organization. This is a guy who's just someone part of the family or some connected to the family somehow. That's his job, which has nothing to do with football. Fucking fire these people and hire football people. Absolutely. But I heard about the story about some guy pushing George McCaskey, but unfortunately it was a fucking Saints fan. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> he, he like sat in his seat and then wouldn't give it up when he came back and pushed the guy. I just wow. wish, I was just hoping That's crazy. For, for the sake of something that it was a goddamn Bears fan. Right. Well, say, well, say one last thing. Yeah. Here's the last thing that you need to understand too. As far as the Bears doing anything about it. They also told Bruce Arians, you have to take a, a defensive coordinator uh, which who ended up quitting. Anyway, um, what's Rod his Marinelli. name? Rod Marinelli. Oh, thank yeah. you. And they wouldn't let him hire his own coaches. He's going, okay, great, no, I don't want to come here. And the other thing is, the Bears have never, ever, in the history of their organization, hired a head coach that had previous head coaching, NFL head coaching experience. It's the, it's the only team I know, as far as I know, that has not done it. How cheap is that? Cheap. How cheap is that? <laughs> That's cheap. Georgia, once Georgia passed, hopefully the kids Virginia. just want to... Virginia, sorry. Sorry. When Virginia, one state, they're close over there. Once she passes, I, and I don't want that to happen, God bless her soul, but I want her kids to want to sell the franchise and get, get rich quick. I'll tell Please. you that right now. Yeah. Let's bring in. Let's bring in someone that's actually got a lot of cake. Way, way the world. Go, and it's, it's, sell, you know, get rich quick. Hopefully it happens. But take so. color as your fantasy quarterback this week if you have to start him. You're probably going to win... Not because of him, 
but in spite of him. You know, against Detroit, when they played on Thanksgiving, he threw two touchdowns. Let's talk that, about That was early. And then after that, they destroyed him for the rest of the game. I see the exact opposite happening in this game. I think he gets. I think the Bears do nothing for a while, I agree. just like on Monday, and then he gets the garbage. Garbage like he's been doing the last couple of weeks against Dallas a couple of weeks ago. All those garbage points helped out a lot of fantasy owners, but he did nothing for you in the first three quarters. It's that's the way that the Bears are working at this point. They have they have nothing to play for. Except for a draft position, I guess, so which lose. is just fine. Please lose. And they'll get their ass kicked. Detroit has everything to play for. They're oh, yes. going to go all out and win this game real quick and real early. And then, uh, and like when it comes to fantasy, start them all. Get them all in there. Reggie Bush is actually not a bad fetch, fletch play this week. Look at what Pierre Thomas did to the Bears just last night. Or, uh, yeah, just last Reggie night. Bush in career games against the Bears just yeah. dismantles him. Dismantles. In both the rush and pass game. So he's definitely a great play. But people were asking about, you know, Joy Bell this week. What do you think about his chance? Oh, he's going he's to dominate. The guy, yeah, absolutely He's dominate. been on fire. He's going to – the Bears defense – look, you saw the end of the game when they when they gave up the touchdown to Mark Ingram. There's no bite left from the Bears. They're going to lie down. They're going to they're gonna roll over. They're going to be the dead rug where you and can – Ingram didn't even have a great first. game Forget up it. until then. One, but then he gets the touchdown. He gives you the fantasy points that you need, and it ended up being a pretty good game for him. One thing that's amazing for me, and then we'll move on from this game, and if you have any questions from this game, although it took 20 minutes, but it was all in back, uh, the office of the Bears, we apologize, but we get animated about stuff. But the one thing I can't believe when I saw the stat of, friggin' Golden Taint, 91 catches on the air. He's more than that. Uh, I think you're wrong, actually. Uh, If it's more than that, I think it's 91, but if it's more, I think you might be thinking no, targets. No, it is 91. But I that, that, I mean, that number doesn't blow your mind. Yeah. That guy, has that guy ever had more than 58? Well, I told you on a news feed last year that Golden Tate was going to catch 80 passes for 1,200 yards and between 5 and 8 TDs. And, you know, even my ranking was too low for that. I mean, and 91 yeah. catches? It's just flat-out ridiculous. ridiculous. In this offense, his potential is, you know, immense with or without, you know, Calvin Johnson. And do you know what he's going to do to the Bears corner? He's, he's going to continue to do what he's been doing. And do you know who else is going to do what he's been doing? Valverde! Wake up, fat boy. All right, we're moving on. Right. We're moving on to the jerk. Browns at the Panthers. <laughs> Browns at the Panthers. What what happens? Is uh, Cam going to be back in the mix? Ye who is saved by seatbelt? I'm what? saying no, because if he's your franchise quarterback and you're still believing in him, they haven't given up on him, or they've given up on RG3, you're rolling with Derek Anderson. That's not a bad thing if you yeah. are a Kelvin Benjamin or a Greg Olson owner. He has shown that he is very competent when he's out there. He targeted Olson early and often. Olson had a great game last week. Kelvin Benjamin was still being targeted. It's... it's it's okay. The offense still runs smoothly, and the only thing that you don't have to worry about is there's no running yards coming from the quarterback because he's throwing everything because he's a pocket passer. Yep. I mean, you know, Jonathan Stewart had what? Like, he might have given up his house in fumbles. How many did he end up with in that game? Oh, God. <laughs> Three or four? Yeah. Anyways, Jonathan Stewart fumbling the ball didn't help his case for, you know, starting him in the, you know, finals this week. But, uh, Definitely, Derek Anderson was more than competent. Uh, you know, put up a decent fifteen point six fantasy points or something like that, yeah. which was good for 
you know, top ten status at the position last week. Pretty much. <laughs> Which is just speaks to how bad it was. And he targeted their two main weapons on the outside, who you probably own, you know, if you're doing well, Greg Olson, Kelvin Bedroom, absolutely. Yeah. So no matter who really starts there, I think you're going to play those two guys uh, because they've been top 10 options for Olsen and, you know, top 20 uh, option for Kelvin Benjamin. And then, you know, you're going to play those guys. Jonathan Stewart, mm, not so much. I, I, can't trust, I can't trust him to hang on to the ball after that. Yeah, you know what? i I got to tell you, I, I think D'Angelo Williams has come back this week. So that obviously is going to eat into Jonathan Stewart's carries. However, um... I do believe that Jonathan Stewart is going to get the majority of the carries, and Cleveland just got ripped apart by yes. the, the the Bengals running game. So I do believe that Stewart will have a better game than you think. And considering how many guys have tough matchups this week, Stewart isn't a terrible play. When you got you know Aaron Foster going against Baltimore, you got Forte going against Detroit, McCoy going against Washington, Latavius Murray. Uh, he even has himself a tough game this week. If you if you know, I mean, I, I like Latavius Murray. It's not going to be a terrible game, but going up against the Bills, the Bills have given up a little bit in the run lately. But that's still a tough game for him. You know, I, I mean, Jonathan Stewart has been good enough lately where I am actually confident in having him as my RB two this week. I'll tell you that right now. Big I don't news. think it's a, it's a great game for him, but I. Uh, Hey, Cleveland's been giving up a little bit on the ground lately, and that's not a terrible call. Even with the how you put the ball on the ground last week, it happens. You know what? It happens. It's not the, that's the, the, not the type of guy that they're going to sit. Okay, I mean, if that had happened to uh, you know, say Jeremy oh, yeah. Hill or something, a newcomer into the league, fine, they sit him. What, but I don't what think if that, that had happened to a Val Verde. Uh, you know what? Whatever. I, Nobody works as hard as Rusty Venture. I would never sit a Val Verde. Uh, are you kidding me? I mean, I now you time to sit about Verde. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, well, matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna give him a little run right now. Val Verde is in the lineup. That's the good lineup. Brought to you by Smoking. Brought to you by Smoking. That sounds pretty funny. Um, that thing really went flying. There was that a lot was of payload action. That was, action that was a on big pop on that one. The ceiling? Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty impre- impressive lighter pop. Just really? For, just for the listeners. Okay. <laughs> Dog Manica was, in, uh, in high school, the first guy under uh, probably 130 pounds ever to be in the big three club, which is, means you can put up between bench, clean, and squat over 1,000 pounds. He was able to do that as a pimp squeak, like, heck, not lying. He was like 125 pounds. And the, all the guys that were in the, the big three club were like these big beef cakes, the biggest dudes in the school. And then it's like, Jeremy Alpert, like, what? <laughs> that, was, that was, yeah, Krantz. I mean, these are the biggest fucking beef cakes ever. And then Jeremy walks by, like, in his raggedy jeans, like, hanging out, like, kicking that hacky sack. And we're like, this guy? <laughs> It was it was a it was a folklore. Let's be honest. We people talked. It was dog, people knew not oh, to mess with dog. He's small, but I guess he's pretty strong. <laughs> you don't mess with him, and you don't mess with Val Verde. Strong. Yeah, you guys are. Uh, you're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. 
That's that. We should have said. We should have said that before we did our first podcast. <laughs> Why didn't we hear this guy 158 episodes ago? We could have all. We could have all saved ourselves a lot more free time to go get drunk with our friends. Instead, we just get to drink with each other. That's it. Uh, we love you guys. This guy instead of meditation shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's move on. If there's anything else, the Panthers. Oh, how about the uh, Browns here? Yeah, let's move on to the Browns. How about how how horrible that Johnny Manziel performance was? Um, and did you hear what Bernie Kosar came out and Ooh. ripping the organization for Taking putting him. him out there as a, as a you know they're building him up as a savior. You, you basically put him out there to fail. You gave him absolutely no chance. The offense is absolutely con- atrocious. He just now, Bernie Kosar has been known to have a few Val Verdes and, and go off on people. Sure. So. You Val Quayle. Yeah, you've yeah. seen his hair, right? <laughs> Val Quayle. That's good stuff. Um, so, it's that, that that is a team that's in turmoil. He goes, you have no weapons around him. You have, you have no way for him to be successful. I disagree on the weapons. I, I, I kind of disagree, 100% disagree on the weapons call, but it was a situation where he was set up to fail, and it was a terrible call putting that guy in there too soon. Every, he's got a target on his back, and, and he's known it, and everybody's known it. The, I thought the organization it knew it. Whoever that was, the guy that made the first sack from Cincinnati, he got up, and he just flashed the money sign. Everybody signs. around like, oh. me has their fingers up and doing yeah. the money I was I was loving it when the guy did that. I'm like, right but I'll tell you this right, I'll tell this right now. Listen, the, the guy was set up to fail yeah. because he had a target on his back from the get-go, from the second he was drafted, the second he actually got really good But he good did put college. the target on his back. He did. He, he did. put the target yeah. on his back, but the, I thought the organization knew it. I thought they knew it, and that's why they were going with with uh, Brian, with Hoyer, for a while. I thought they were sticking with him for as long as they did for a while. And I thought towards the end, 14, uh, weeks like 12, 13, 14, I thought they were sticking with him because, they, you know what? If we, if we put Menzio out there right now, he's going to get killed. And he's not, and he's going to fail, and he's going to get a confidence ruined. So we're going to keep him on the bench. So but are they going sure to play enough, him? But are they going to play him this sure week? Sure enough, then? they blew it. They already committed to it. They're playing him. This they week. have to because yes, they, they should. Well, no, but you well, okay, because you can't backtrack now and exactly. kill Exactly, you can't backtrack now, but you can't set a guy up to fail like that, especially when a team is on the brink of making the fucking playoffs. I'm sorry, but Hoyer, as bad as he was for a few weeks. Brought them to the brink of the playoffs for the first time in years. But that was more midseason. But I don't disagree. Doesn't matter. I don't disagree. But here's the one thing that I think you'll uh, be most receptive to. I think overall in sports these days, Derek grows. Uh, other athletes that come in, we're coddling people too much. The fact that Derek Carr got to fucking take some lumps this season is the best thing that's ever going to happen for Derek Carr's career. Correct. Now, sure. I think what happens... Class act that kid is. Okay, though. but hold on. I know, that he's, I know that he's a target, Johnny Football, but what happened with Troy Aikman? One of the most dis, you know, abysmal rookie seasons ever. Peyton Manning. Two years later, he goes on a three-Super Bowl run. Peyton Manning. More interceptions at that point. These are guys who started from the game. But hold on, this is a this is a guy that was a, a, he's a. Let's not make it seem like Johnny Football isn't a special quarterback. It was a first Doesn't round mean, draft pick. First round draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner as a freshman. Uh, but hold on, let's just give this. Everyone now, all of a sudden, with quarterbacks, when you throw them in the mix, like, oh, you're messing with this mental. Screw that. Get him in there. Get him in the lumps. They weren't going anywhere. Even if they made the playoffs, they weren't going anywhere. Get him in there. Let him get his ass whooped. 
Maybe that's the best thing. Maybe this whole thing goes away when you realize every time you get your ass whooped, people are like, yeah, fuck you, and you're getting up and pushing you off and then going like this. Maybe you realize this off season, eh, I think that Johnny football money thing needs to go removed okay. from my repertoire. Let's say behind the scenes, they actually said to themselves, okay, let's let's get let's get Manziel's loves, okay? Yep. And do you think that any Cleveland Browns fan out there right now, after not seeing the playoffs and not even sniffing the playoffs, for over for a decade, over a decade at least, and not even sniffing close to a, a, a real trophy yeah. for a long time, is actually wants to hear them say, "All right, let's sacrifice the playoffs this year and let's get Manziel and lumps his lumps." I would tell you, I think that ninety percent of Cleveland Brown fans wanted Johnny Manziel to play last week. Ninety. Listen, we kind of got off on the wrong foot, you and I, and I, I don't mean the one you just kicked my teeth in with. <laughs> I think all Cleveland fans. Didn't think they were going to the Super Bowl. This is the future. And it might not be. But get him the lumps. Get it going now. But now, we'll again, out. We'll we'll find out now. Here's the worst problem. You have to give him his lumps next year. Now, hold on. Ride it out with what you started with, which almost got you to the playoffs this year. But you You're can't ride now. Hoyer to the end. But you can't anymore because you made the switch already. So no, now you're you well, you going to take your lumps because it's also... The questions now, because they put the whole savior bullshit thing on him coming in, is now there are people going... Do we need to draft a quarterback again in the first round next year? You don't. That's the talk. That's what. No, you so don't. you need to play him, and you need. And we to talked about this on the podcast two weeks ago. He's got. I thought that that was a re- good reason to keep him out. Right. It's not to fa- fails, but whatever. Let's move on. So to some other say, two more weeks to, to give him some success before the end of the year. Tell me. So, tell me this. Listen, or I know that Manziel has an are. ego of the gods. The guy thinks he is God, pretty much yeah. in, in some respects. If he gets his ass whooped again by Carolina, do you not think, being a human being, that Manziel will not be saying to himself, can I really do this? Not at I, all. I'm not worried about that. I, think I am. Thing dude, I got to tell you, a short, this is not, white, running quarterback not, who can't run against a, 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 a so-so defense this year... You're thinking Cincinnati. If they were to do that against... If he was to do the same thing against Carolina... And then in his last game, get his ass kicked again. It would have been the biggest mistake Cleveland ever made, putting him in there for the last three games. Cleveland's made a lot of big mistakes. Cleveland's made a lot of big mistakes. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to the running backs. (laughs) The city itself. Let's go to the running backs. Let's go to the running backs. Let's get out of this game. I mean, that was. Let's go to the running backs quickly. I mean, this is running backs. Take us home with running backs and wide receivers. And but let's move on. Okay, they are not fucking. And you don't need to mention Jordan Cameron because he's a ghost. They are even splitting. I can't tell you who's going to do better, West or Crowell. Uh, Crowell is a banger more towards, uh, if you're talking like red zone, he could, he'll probably get red zone stuff a little bit more. And I'm talking when I'm red zone, I'm talking three yards out or five yards out. You're not uh, talking quad box red zone? Yeah, I'm not talking quad box red zone, no. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not talking to check on a period either. Did I'm you know that Chris Johnson had uh, contacts or he had LASIK surgery? Glasses were gone this week. <laughs> no, because I have direct TV. I still got ears Sicily on them. Yeah, okay. yeah. he's got he, he, he's done something. You got glasses, I got no, but, ears. It, but it is it's a timeshare back there. Um, I, I would rank them both right around 20, uh, 20 to twenty five for running backs this week. Carolina, even though uh, Doug Martin. Did a little better than I expected, and, and a little better than Stag Party expected last week. Um, I, I, I think I, I think that Carolina has a, a decent uh, run defense. Won't be uh, too harmed by those two running backs. Um, when Josh Gordon. 
We'll have. I, I think that if Manziel is going to have a little bit of time, which I think he'll have a little bit more time than he had against Cincinnati, um, to throw the ball, he's going to just chuck it up to Gordon all game long. I think this is a game that you can get Gordon there because Gordon's going to catch a couple of big passes. It was a tough first game, and that shit type of that type of shit happens. But he's going to chuck everything he can towards Gordon in this one. Nice. Let's move on to the next one: Falcons at Saints. Let's kind of bust a move on this because we were doing great and then we won two games in a long one. Well, let me, let me start off. This is a game, major playoff implications again in this NFC South where we're going to have another, uh, the, since first team uh, since Seattle to have another losing team with a uh, playoff berth who will host a home playoff game this time, though, which is amazing. Um, you, is This is going to be a, a lot of points are going to be scored here. When these two teams face each other the first time, which was another one, Opening week of the season. Yes. Matt Ryan went nuts. Yes. Threw for 448 yards with three touchdowns. Um, Drew Brees, he didn't have as good of a game in that one. Uh, I think he threw uh, 333 yards, uh, one touchdown, and one interception. And, you know, here's the interesting thing you look at this game and you figure, wow, okay, a, a, a bonanza of points. Here's, and you look at Atlanta, who was, we were, for the first eight weeks, this is one of the worst defenses in fantasy football. But do you realize that the Falcons have only allowed one quarterback to throw for three touchdowns against them on the season? Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of crazy. That's good. So, you know, as bad as their defense has been, they're 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 not, they're not dominating they're not in that a, regard. They're not a turn Breeze, style. though, has he he dominates them. They, they've played 18 times, he's won 13 of them. Um, he has 35 touchdowns and 20 interceptions in those uh, 18 games. So he's averaging. Both guys play better in a dome, and obviously when they're playing each other, you're going to get that opportunity. And, and, and this one's not bat- much travel time. And this one's at home for for New Orleans. So um, you know, I, I expect Breeze to be on his game in this game. I expect Matt Ryan to be on his game in this game. I, I expect this game to me is going to be decided by uh, scary for me to say. Could be Devin Hester, uh, special teams. Or whichever defense decides to show up. Because, and good for the Saints that they got to play the Bears, so they're feeling very confident about their defense going into this game. Whereas Atlanta is coming off of playing Pittsburgh, who, while they held uh, Roethlisberger without a touchdown, he still threw for 360 yards, and Le'Veon Bell had two touchdowns against them. Yeah. And the fact is, uh, the Saints before last week were like one of the worst defenses ever in. Since like that was the neck crack. If you heard that, yeah. you heard that. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. That was, that was a vertebrae like snapped in. Since like, like 2005, in the last ten years, this iteration of the Saints defense was one of the worst in history in terms of just points given up and yards, you know, yards yeah. everything. Like so, you know, the Bears not doing much against them. You know, we'll call that an aberration because the Bears have laid down. But the Saints are gonna, you know, get. Pretty well romped here by the Falcons on offense. Assuming and vice versa. Comes back. And vice versa. See, that's the thing. It's what's, the, what's happening? What's happening right now for They expect him to play, but, you know, he's not practicing it, yet. It could, it could come down to a game-time decision. Um, I, I I honestly think, I think he plays. Um, if Atlanta wins this game, it's, you know, like we were talking about, it's possible that they make the playoffs and they would get... You know, winning the division that would be a, you know, it's a coup for him. You know, after, who, who does care? Does, doesn't New Orleans play season. Carolina 
next week as well in week seven. Yeah, Atlanta holds holds everything in their hand. They I think they have they go out against New Orleans and I think Carolina's. Well, was, I thought it was I thought it was New Orleans playing Carolina. I, I, no, I, I well, I'm not entirely well, sure. Well, New Orleans is a game up in the division at six and eight right now. But if Atlanta were to defeat them, it, they would all be uh, six and nine or whatever each, and yeah. uh, Atlanta would have both of the wins. Uh, over New Orleans, which yeah. is the first tiebreaker. Yeah. So New Orleans, you know, needs to win this game. Yeah. Uh, can they do it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, it is they Atlanta. Can. Atlanta plays the Panthers in Week Seventeen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, you're right. Who do, who do the Saints play? The Saints play against Tampa. So that's this is so this is such a must win. For Atlanta, yeah. it had to be Tampa. I think yeah. it's all interdivision games. Yeah, it's all division. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So if, if it wasn't Carolina, it was Tampa. Yeah, right. Um, so I, yeah, well, I mean, in an effort to make with, Week Seventeen not suck in fantasy is what they're thinking. Julio Jones obviously is the, the major factor here. If he plays, um, I see Matt Ryan having an elite game again. Um, I, I see Atlanta probably taking it to them. At New Orleans has lost four games at home this year. They are terrible. They're just a bad team this year, plain and simple. I I, I like Atlanta's players. I love a Stephen Jackson this week. But wouldn't you also agree then too? I, I'm kind of on the on the fence of the you know we get a lot. This is a lot of the questions that we're getting too from fans. Harry Douglas, right? Who had been a, a big main pickup for me on my waiver wire pickups for the last four or five weeks, and he came through. And we've you know, Al, you're welcome. Uh, we talked about him. What does he do when he comes in when Jones or White's down? Oh, yeah. He gets 100 yards. Yeah. So, what do you do this week? He was, 10 catches, 131 yards. He was yards. up to pickups, cover image last week. Yeah. For pickups. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, I still think, though, if Julio this plays this, this week, week, that Harry Douglas is still a good play this week. I think it's I think it's okay play. For, for like if, if you're in a fourteen league team league or whatever, I'm saying this 14 is fourteen team league. Absolutely, he's a he's a definite flex play. You know, you depending on who you have and, and in situations because there's going to be a lot of offense this game. I, I think it's again it's no defense it is, game. It is going to be a lot of offense this game. Like I said, I do like a Stephen Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram. I'm having some problems with because with Kerry Robinson back, it's taking away some carries. It's taking away some of the shine off uh, off of that. Uh, you know, new newfound car, that new car that you bought. That's why he ran that late daughter. touchdown against the Bears. Yeah, he gets that that late that late inning touchdown. You know, and I do call it the late. I inning. Like, I like it. You know, the like late it. inning touchdown. That's fine. Um, but during the whole game, it was like you know, if I'm a fancy owner, I'm like fuck. One of the key plays was in the third and two, the pitch out where he got. Stonewalled as he was trying to go outside and yes. got knocked straight out of bounds on that one. He doesn't so. look as good as he did earlier in the season either. I'll tell you that he doesn't look as as well, quick he, to a hole and, and and as good at breaking tackles either. To be honest. And that's that's to be expected, right? These guys, can you imagine? Oh, they did that. They did that one sports science back when LT was actually playing at a high level with the San Diego Chargers. It's like these guys. It's basically like getting hit by a semi Mack truck uh, seven hundred times per. Friggin' week and or per season as a human being. That's why what somebody like the Beast, Beast Mode, yeah. what Marshawn Lynch it. has done this year after we all predicted an injury this year. And, he, and listen, he hasn't been quite Beast Mode like he was in the past. But he also, but no, but, but he, he, he didn't wear he down. Been, but he, he, he yeah. worn, worn down here and there, but wow. But the beginning uh, of the season, to, look, he would brought you a lot of victories. All the touchdowns. Six touchdowns games. in the first three games. Yeah, so. I mean, to be able to do what he's done. But the beatings that these guys take, I mean. 
Look, if you have a clumsy child, you make him wear a helmet. If you have death-prone children, you keep a few clones of them in your lab. <laughs> Harry okay. Douglas is like a clone of a wide receiver too when anybody sits out. But uh yeah, week one he had you know seven targets for uh six catches and sixty-nine yards. Uh so he was at least he showed up and you know, he was a guy coming out of the gates who we know could you know do some work, uh being a thousand yard receiver last season, and he was in that third wide receiver role in week one against New Orleans. So he's definitely a guy. Who's still an option, even if Julio comes back. And then Roddy White, you know, had another touchdown last week. So, he's definitely still... He's probably a wide receiver three at this point in his career, but definitely a good option. But in fantasy football, he's nothing more than a, a fringe flex, right? Or is he Harry Douglas? No, no, Roddy. Well, where's, where's Roddy sitting this week? Is he, Roddy, you like well, I mean, him? If Julio plays. If Julio plays? No, I still think he's a... No, he's still a good play. He's still good play. A, a okay. Julio helps him yeah. because Why Julio's going to draw all the attention. He gets struggles. That's why Harry Douglas is so much better when Julio is out. Because, or when Roddy's out, because the other guy's getting all the attention, he's getting the one-on-one. I've had a yeah. bad season with Roddy. Sorry to interrupt you, but I've had a bad season with Roddy. When I watch him, the game film, the eye test, he's like drop passes. He feels like he's getting like over-muscled. I don't know. There's something about this year. He's and that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's right, that I'm right. But whenever I watch him, I'm like, Damn, Roddy, no, man, no, no, I'm a big are, Roddy fan. You're definitely right. He's get, he's getting old. And, and, I mean, there's a lot of wear and tear on that body, to be quite honest. He's had a bunch of injuries lately, too. Um, but when Julio is out there, it takes away the coverage. He's allowed to move a lot easier, and I think it's a lot better for him when he is the number two as opposed to number one at this point. Uh, last thing. I, I got one question for you. Who's the guy on, for the other side of the ball? Saints. Hill? What's the tight end? Josh, Josh Hill. Hill. Josh Hill, hold on. I want us to join together, join hands. Josh Hill has had more fantasy football points. He was a sleeper the, for me the, this year. It, he was? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yes! He was a sleeper But hold on. I drafted, uh, I drafted Jimmy Smith. I'm going to go back to calling him Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Jimmy Smith. I'm not going to get it right anymore. Doesn't that, matter. That effort got me wrong. We're going to sit and just, we're going to hold on. We're going to just do a little seance that that guy scored more fantasy football points than Jimmy Smith over the last four or five weeks of the fantasy season. I just need to put Jimmy to death for the season. Hold on. All right, we're good. We're good. Testicular torsion isn't just something on TV. It's a real problem. Testicular torsion occurs only in males, usually under 25 years of age. If you're experiencing sharp pains in the scrotum, swelling in one or both testes, or even blood in your semen, your genitals are most likely dying. That's right, Doc. So if you want to keep them, you need to seek medical attention as soon as you experience pain, like Hank and Dean here did. So don't be a jackass. Go see a doctor. If you want to keep your testicles healthy, remember these three words. Stop, touch, and tell. To find out more about <laughs> testicular torsion, you can look in special medical books or on the interweb. Next game. La, 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 I'm not listening to that. I do like freaking out dogmatic. By the way, Packers and Buccaneers. Nick Toon. Remember that name next year. Yeah. Anyway, next game. Good. I like it. Alton. I was wearing my Newman gloves last night. They weren't green like his Jets, but 
But Al Tim, Newman's gloves, good times. Mm-hmm. Packers at Buccaneers. Hit it. How about how the Packers and Aaron Rodgers let you down last week in your fantasy playoffs? Lost the week. You did. Partially. I don't want to say I. I got my ass kicked anyway. But Jordan Andrew Nelson. Luck, Andrew Luck, and Jordy Nelson both shit the bed for me, and I lost the week. Did you see the, the drop of Jordy Nelson oh. dropping an eighty-yard touchdown? Yeah, and I didn't want to. I was just see the highlight and over. I watched it live. I watched it live, and I'm watching it going because I'm going against Jordy Nelson, and I'm like, it's going to be ninety-four yards. I'm going, it's a twenty-five point. He dropped the ball. Oh my god, Jeremy, I or Dogmatica, I guarantee you grabbed the longest. Um, ladder on the block, borrowed one, and went up to the roof and jumped down the the uh, the chimney. He just wanted to get stuck in there for like a I little did. while after a play like that. I I mean, I've, we've seen Dog Manica. You watched him while you're playing, and you watched him. I mean, some of the aggressive Hayaku like karate kicks and just some of the moves that just he that he gets fired up on. Could you imagine in a playoff scenario? His saving grace. I mean, Jordy got you there. That was a big part you know, of helping I'd like get to see you a, a, a fight. But Me and Dogmatica, oh. each, uh, as far as our both of our anger on losing end, because I almost broke a couple things yesterday, especially after Jimmy Graham dropped the sure touchdown pass, and then Drew Brees looks at him like, what the fuck did you expect? You dropped the easiest ball I've ever thrown you. I'll tell you right now, it's the weirdest thing. It was the saving grace, the worst thing in the world to start, and the saving grace, in the end, I was working all day Sunday. Oh, you didn't see it live. And I didn't see it live. Oh. I was looking at my computer here and there, but oh, working all know. day at Dewey's. I couldn't watch anything live, so I didn't get to see it live. Seeing it afterwards and seeing him drop that was obviously abysmal, but it didn't hit I mean, it didn't hit me the yeah. same way if it, it no, would have been you live. Saw it live I if I you saw it live, you would have probably put... Something through the television. Oh, the TV would be broken. Let's be honest. That's why fantasy football is so great. That Jordy had epic play after epic play. He didn't. That didn't happen to him in the season. No. Luck, same thing. Aaron Rodgers, same. What happens? They failed in the playoffs. I told you last week. Yeah, we knew. I think we knew last week at this point. The two least scoring team, two of the least scoring teams in my uh, main money league, made the playoffs. One, the least scoring team. Scored the most points this week? Scored the most <laughs> points in the finals. Yep. Like, lit up. Like, he played against the team that was the hottest going in. The team before, I think he had, like, five of the six. Is this the pick the poison? Points. Yeah, but the pick the poison picked right. Bob Listener picked right. The other team, Weed Lovers. And he actually had Aaron Rodgers as his QB, and he still won. Wow. In both leagues. He yeah. had the same team in both leagues. The exact crazy, same, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah, that's crazy. He got, he got, he picked a great team, and they stayed healthy. And he, Love you. Yeah, thus, thus Obviously he wins. Huge, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he had a good, team. he had a really good team, really good team. Yeah. Very impressed. But uh, he had Julio out too. He had Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Julio out, and he still won. Yeah, Odell Beckham. Yep. You have lollygagger syndrome. That's what you have. I've had it. It's, I've been a part of it. All right. Go. Is there anybody on the Packers you're not going to start? I mean, even if you're down on them after last week, this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not down on the Packers at all. I mean, it's one game. I, I it's one game against a tough defense. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a tough defense. They're not the Bills, I'll tell you that. The Buccaneers so, are are looking to uh, lock down the number one draft pick. 
Lay down. The Buccaneers could start 14 guys on defense and not do it as well as what Buffalo did last week. <laughs> it was amazing. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it was very, very good. Green Bay wasn't very ready for the cold of Buffalo. I, I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> but flipping over to the other side, you're going to start Eddie Lacy. You're going to start Jordan Nelson. You're going to start Randall Cobb. Yeah. That, those are the facts. You're going to start Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Flipping it over to the other side, you know, Josh McCown, they've scored... Yeah, not as a fantasy quarterback, but as a you know real team. With Josh McCown as the quarterback, they scored 27 points one time. And then every other game this season, they have scored between 13 and 17 points. However, 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 all of those points are passing touchdowns usually. They don't run for a lot of touchdowns at all. So it's usually Josh McCown who throws for them. Now, when you're going up against a Green Bay team that is angry, that needs this win, they're going to score a Green Bay's going to score a ton of points early, just like the Cutler factor. Garbage time late. I and, can see and, McCown throwing up some points late. Not like only that, and, and the Packers have given up over their last five games an average of 21, 28.1 points a game to fan two wide receivers. Yeah, so so Vincent Jackson. I, again, and, and I, I, I was, that's exactly I have here written in my write-up. The Packers will look to score early and often this game, which could lead to some nice garbage yards for Jackson before this one ends. Absolutely, that's what's going to happen, and that's what wins you games in fantasy. You got to know, you know, some players are just better when the game's on the line, like an Antonio Brown. He's just going to be there and everything else. Yeah, but when they're behind. The garbage yards that he'll get are huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's no point in even mentioning a Mike Evans. You're starting Mike Evans. If he's he, a stud. He's, he's a stud. If he's, you know, if he, obviously if you have him on your team, you're not going to think twice about that. Yeah. Vincent Jackson, though, you might think twice about. It. I wouldn't in this one. I would start. Like you were saying, there's a lot of garbage time to be had in this one. And I by the way, started, Mike Evans is going to be in warmer weather. Hold on, hold on. Which 52 is nice. yards away, D-Rex from a six foot. Taller guy having a thousand yard season, uh, so there you go. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen after the season is Trustman's going to join Lovey in Tampa Bay. Oh, that's going to be yeah. full circle. Oh God, that's going to be awesome. That would be could hilarious. that happen? That would be no, great. it would never well, happen. That, that would, would be, be awesome. I would love to shit see on that. the Bears. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I mean, you know what? If they're they're devoid of a quarterback. What if Cutler goes and plays there too? Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. That's not uh, I think Trustman and, and, and Lovey have seen their fill yeah. of cover. I don't know. If they, <laughs> if, they cut, if they cut him and they can sign him for $5 million, they no. might. No. They might. What's your problem? They might. Did they they sign McCown for $10 million for two years? I'd they rather say. have McCown than Cutler. No doubt about it. Maybe they want to have Cutler backing up McCown. Dude, Cutler's might All right, let's, be let's, let's move on. Though. All right, we moving on a full-on game? Right. I think I'd rather have yeah, McCown than Cutler. I think we no question. It. All right, Chiefs at Steelers. Are, um, I think yeah. all right, the Chiefs have been strange game. Strange, strange, one. strange game, and the Chiefs have been a strange offense too. Alex Smith has actually been sort of, sort of playable. Yeah, fantasy, uh, fantasy playable in the last few weeks, and he's going to be fantasy playable again, again this week because Pittsburgh they like to, as you say, give it up. Yeah, give it up to the quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I mean Alex Smith when he when he wants to when he needs to. Uh, it's not wanting to when he needs to. Uh, when, when the situation dictates, he can have some good games. Um, he'll run you some yards too, which is always uh, you know a healthy complement to very mediocre uh, passing stats. Um, just ask uh, a Russell Wilson. By Did, the way. Does he have a touchdown passing yet? Did he get one this week? Who? 
Didn't he not have a oh, two wide receiver? Two wide receiver. Yeah, catch no, one. That no, didn't happen. No, no. he <laughs> had the longest pass. Happen. Number who's number twelve? D'Anthony Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had the longest uh, pass play to a wide receiver on the year. And he's technically a running back. Is he Depending on he's a return specialist. And it was like he was behind the guy when he made the catch, and then he still got tackled with like he could have gone like another thirty yards if he wanted. I forget who it was. On social media, someone was like trying to really sell me on this Thomas guy. It's like, have you seen this guy? He's gonna be amazing this year. I'm like. Uh, I know he played at Oregon. I heard him. I, I'm like, I don't even know who this freaking guy is. D'Anthony? D- yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he was self-proclaimed before the year uh, rookie of the year. <laughs> he said he was going to win rookie of the year, hands down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's hilarious. I like the confidence. You understand what team you're on, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, know, I don't. You can't win anything of the year on the Chiefs unless you are. A, gu- a guard? <laughs> Best guard in the league? Who could for, you know, somebody? I don't know. <coughs> but yeah, Best Alex Smith. Best holder. barbecue vendor? Talking, yeah. about, talking about how good Alex Smith played. He was the third quarterback in fantasy scoring last oh week. Honest God. chick over 200 pounds. Right there in Kansas City. I got it. <laughs> All right. That is crazy. Seriously? Smith was third. number three. Third among quarterbacks in scoring. Oh, we're going to take this opportunity while Houdini's taking a leak, too. Val Verde. But anyways, you know, <laughs> you got to go into Travis Kelsey last week who scored a touchdown for the first time in a couple weeks. Uh, and he, before that, he had a 100-yard game. Yep. So, you know, he's definitely taking that next step in the progressions. His snap count really hasn't, you know, changed drastically. So you're not... Uh, overly po- uh, optimistic, but hey, you know he's a top ten player. You probably got to play him this week yeah, if absolutely. you've kind of ridden with him this long. Uh, you know, Niall Davis, two real long touchdowns that you know can only be described as flukish. Uh, yeah. Can't predict those. Jamal Charles absolutely having a down game last week, but you know. Uh, Davis got the fluky touchdowns last week, so it might be Jamal Charles this week. Jamal Charles. Is oh, it will be. <laughs> it will be. Is I mean, Davis signed for a while, or is he? Well, he's still on his second year of his rookie deal. Yeah, yeah, he still be around for until the rookie deal's up. But yeah. unfortunately, Jamal's contract is still longer than his, mm-hmm. so that's not going to work out well for him. They should no, trade. Good, no, they, Kansas City should trade. Sign somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. they should trade Nile Davis this offseason and be like, during before the draft. Recoup some stuff. I mean, he's a starter. You're at least gonna yeah. get. You could probably at least get up to a second round pick for him. Yeah, you can get, get multiple picks. One hundred percent a starter. starter. In the NFL. And someone will and notice get that starter money. Whatever. Yeah. Remember going. last year with how how much uh, t- Ben Tate was like the best. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all knew this guy. This guy's much better. This guy's Nile Davis much better than either of those guys. All right, Stewart side of the ball. There's there's. I hate to say it, it's it's tough in a game like this to because KC has been okay on defense, but it's more because they're a ball control offense and uh, don't give you know the, the other team doesn't have the ball all that much. They've been pretty good on defense, but they're still giving up over five yards a carry. I love Le'Veon Bell in this game. That's a fact. All right, that guy's obviously going to roll for you. But talking about guys like that is kind is kind of useless. Talking about an Antonio Brown's useless. You're starting him. Um, I do like a Roethlisberger in this game. I don't think he's going to be tremendous. He'll be low-end uh, QB1, maybe high-end QB2, but I'm thinking low-end QB1. But it, he'll get the job done, and he'll throw a little something up for you. I just want to give a heads-up 
to owners who might not be aware of this. But last week, you know, Le'Veon Bell passed Marco Murray for the lead in standard scoring running back points. Uh, and after the start to the season that DeMarco Murray had, that that's an absolutely like great accomplishment absolutely. for a, for a young player. So you know, keep that in mind when you're looking ahead to next year. But how absolutely ridiculous this guy has played in PPR too. You know, Who's that? just uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah. just not absolutely how good, not ridiculous. ridiculous he's played. How ridiculous he is in general. Yeah, yeah. The guy ever came. since he shed that weight, dog. Yeah, ever since he shed that weight. That was one of my big, uh, you know. Bugaboos with him, I guess. But he's so much. He shed that weight while getting stronger, obviously. And he did. He, he did. got faster, but he got stronger program. because he's coming up to him. He's like, I don't think he got faster. I think he just got. He understands the game better, so his patience. No, he was always it, patient. That's no, one but, thing but, I will. But, yeah, but his, his patience has now, maybe the slimmerness has allowed him to adjust to the speed with his patience. Because yeah, to be able to hit a hole after your it's patience. It's quick acceleration as that he has. Busting. Right. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't try to blow through the hole all the time. He just he waits back and picks his moment. Yeah. Fun guy to watch. He's got You got to be excited in, in Pittsburgh. Young kid, going to be. He's sweet. a hunter. Already as a running back. He's a hunter. Yeah, I like that. Did any of you guys see? And um, do you guys see that bomb to Tavis Bryant that hit the camera rope? No, I didn't oh, no. see it. I mean, the spider cam? God, I wish I... I'm glad bomb, I didn't see it. Bomb, <laughs> literally. I had him going, too. A scene... <laughs> no, no. It was a scene How would that post. Seam post, going up. He had beat him. He had him four yards on him. Big Ben throws. It hit a wire. Now you, like you made me so angry because yeah. I started Martavis Bryant last week at so FanDuel. Stavish started him oh. and lost, but in that same thing, you just started him. Uh, it'd be, yeah, it would have been, it would have helped. Hey, you, you, him and Jordy catch those passes and luck. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking has his normal game. I, I don't know. It's close. I win. It I would think. be time to have a foul, baby. Go, Team Venture! about it? Keith Miller. I don't know. They just do that. Heath Miller? Heath Miller. Um, he's, I don't know. What about him? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's his boy. You know, I mean, he's starting to come back into relevance. He came back into relevance a few weeks ago. Um, in a game like this, I don't like it. KC gives up the fewest receptions to tight ends in the league. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. Um, I just don't like to start a tight end against KC. You may catch a touchdown against them, but it's a guess. And if it's a, if you're catching a touchdown, it's one of only three receptions at most. Because I think they've given up four receptions once all year, and the rest to tight ends are three or less. And three has only happened, I think, like three times. You're just not catching receptions against this Kansas City defense if you're a tight end. So avoid a Heath Miller. That's some good advice right there. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, he's become Ben's boy a little bit. I, I just don't see it, though. I, I don't see it in this game. Not against Casey. We got anything else to say about this game? No. Okay, so I'm going to give a little uh, uh, pyro promo, and uh, that's going to be hitting us up with your last week. You know, if we don't cover everything here, but just in general, hitting us up on Facebook or with questions or just joining in in the, the tomfoolery or having fun or posting things that are fan, fantasy football, football, your favorite team relevant. We're having a great time, and more than ever, any posts we're doing there now is getting a lot of likes. It's getting a lot of action, a lot of discussion. And God, that is awesome because we've been on Facebook doing this for six years and now to really have a community of people that are so engaged on it 
it is making everyone fired up. We're always on there. Houdini, Staggs is always answering questions. I try and answer questions as well, but I'm always trying to post cool stuff. And we love, love the fact that you guys that are listeners are there. And anytime we post something now, it's 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 a relevant topic that's something that's happening. And uh, that, that's awesome. So Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. Hit it up, join the discussion. Even if you're not a Facebook person, just bookmark that page as one of your favorites. And you like Pyro, go there and talk shit. Or if you're someone like me who is just so such an idiot, and anytime I wanted to try to do anything on, on the internet, I had to call D-Rex, I had to ask for all kinds of devices, because I'm I'm a middle I'm a mental midget when it comes to these things, but you can do it. How do you do it? Screen capture it. Like shift option now. Crap, I made an umlaut. <sighs> That is funny. Whenever I'm teaching these guys how to do stuff, I know that I, I know it by uh, by keystroke shortcuts. I'm like, yeah, uh, command S, command V, command Z. Then you go there, they're like, dude, what the hell are you talking? About? Like, Wait, hold on. I just, yeah, I'm like, hold on, hold on. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's just a, right. It's like left click. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have four boxes open on my computer now? I don't know what's going on. Good stuff, good stuff. So please join us, join us there, ask us questions there, post up there, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now without a question, we're going to figure out Twitter go, this offseason going in. I like Twitter, I'm on there with, with stuff all the time, but it's not a great instantaneous environment for, for me personally, and I'm really the only one managing that, D-Rex. Uh, so we'll figure out a way to be better there, but Facebook with questions and our second opinions with questions Hit it up. We get back to all of them, and uh, that's the best place to go for these questions. Do you watch Top Chef? Uh, yeah, but I didn't like Top Design. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Jeff's Pats. Let's get on. In case I haven't mentioned it, it's the Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers is the TV show or the, the audio snippets that we're going from. The music, which you'll never believe... When you hear the, the, the I'm winning, because you're gonna win when you listen to us. But that's Santana from his 1981 album called Zebop. And uh, with my closer, sounds more like a Kenny Loggins track. Dear right. I'm stealing a cider. Go for it. Man. Hey, you're Thanks, allowed. Bro. You're allowed. And the, the best part is that for the closer, we're gonna I'm gonna keep it with Santana, which the closer is awesome. It's a from the Burt Sugarman's. Midnight Special, if any of you older people will remember this, this was like a variety musical show that came on after tonight's show with Johnny Carson on the weekends, and it was amazing musical act from like 72 to 81 this was on, and it'll be breezing with George Benson and Carlos Santana jamming together. Like it. Val Verde. whoop de freaking do <laughs> You're good, Houdini. You're good. Damn. What do you got? Stay. You'll never sneak it past me. Damn it. I saw the beer in your I hand. Mean, this just hasn't lined up to be a Patriots romp of the Jets yet again. Everything about the Patriots that they have going for them is exactly, you know, the weaknesses of the Jets. So it kind of just lines up perfectly. You know, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, what's not to like? Uh, you know, the receivers here probably have a chance to have another nice game with uh, LaFell and, you know, Julian Edelman. Uh, both probably having pretty nice games against this, you know, pretty terrible, you know, Jets secondary. However, (laughs) over the last three games, yes, I understand, but who have they played? 
The Jets, by who the they way, play? I don't care about the last three games. I'm who talking they? about the Jets against the Patriots. You would have thought that the Patriots would have kicked the fuck out of them. Sorry, excuse the language. Oh, we haven't said that word once yet. Yeah, yeah no, pretty I, good. We're on a roll. Yeah, <laughs> it would, have, would have kicked the crap out of them early in the season. That game, that game came down to the end. All right, this Jets team plays them tough. You know, and this is going to be in New York. You know, it's going to be in. It, it's going to be a more interesting game than you think. However, the Brady usually does well on the road against the Jets. At home, he kind of takes it easy a little bit. But on, on the road, he'll have his game. Um, he's going to actually have a great game against them. They're not going to be able to run all that much. And it's tough to run against the Jets. So it's going to be the Brady show. Uh, Gronk's going to have himself an awesome game. He's going to be the number one tight end this week. He's been, um, he's been on be fire Brady, lately, too. Brady's going to be the number one QB this week. If you how, ask me but how consistent, though, has Gronkowski finally getting back to being... He is now the most dominant again uh, tight end in, in in fantasy football. No, no, oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, I, as I'm doing my write ups this week, I'm going through like all these teams that are like facing tight ends, and it's like, oh well. And, and what I'm having to do is, and I've done, I did it with like three of them because over the last couple weeks, if you take out the Gronkowski performance, they've actually held tight ends to like yes. this yes, over true. the last four weeks. He's like, when I'm looking at my, when I'm looking at Miami, when I was looking at whoever he played uh, the week before, it was yep. like. You, you, when you take him out of the equation, wow, these teams are actually doing good against tight ends. When you throw Gronkowski's numbers in there, he's starting to get to that form again. A healthy Gronkowski going, Gronkowski going into next year, first runner. Maybe. Maybe a healthy Gronkowski. After my debacle with Jimmy Graham this year, I'm going to have a hard time doing it. Well, I won't do it because right. of that reason. But if he is healthy, it's a different deal. I'll I take him do it anyway. second round. I'll you second play round. out any of those mock drafts. And your team, after taking that tight end in the first round, just doesn't look good. I agree. We just talked don't about do it. I, and I agree. Right I wouldn't no do point. it. I took Jimmy Graham in the second round. Mistakes, mistakes, Look, mistakes. Antonio Gates is the fourth highest scoring tight end on the season. Yeah. Yeah. He was like he was like, a, number three. He was like a number 17th three. round. Who was your number two? Okay. I'd love the 80s. He is number two over Jimmy he Graham. Overtook, right he now. overtook it now. Okay. Yeah. After last week. Yeah. How do you not know? I thought you. I know I'm Mr. Greg Olson. I know. I, I was the guy who was so high on it, but it's like because well, I was just looking because it was before. Uh, it's more like the, the average had come through uh, from last night. Or you want to move on to the Jets? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't, don't have any. Game. I don't have He's any. Like, time I got no Geno Smith has actually had some of his best games of his career against New England. Geno Smith is not going to be his career? bottom. What field? constitutes the best game of his career? Uh, like 16, 17, 25. Yeah, he had he had a point twenty pointer against him. Uh, last year, uh, I think he's had a couple 15 pointers against him. Yeah. It's not terrible, you know. If you're playing in a two QB league, which uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do that. He's not a terrible stream this week for a two two QB league. I would ta- I would take him over a lot of the crap ass that's going to be thrown out there this week. I'll tell you that over a Whitehurst. Yes. Please, thank Case you. Keenum? I just like his fucking man pwn. What can I say? <laughs> I like a Keenum this week, actually. But man pwn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I guess you're not into uh, testicular uh, uh, torsion. There's oh, going to be a lot of running again. And it's going to be Chris <laughs> Ivory, who did a lot of damage against them uh, in their game early this year. I think uh, Chris Johnson's going to get in the mix as well. It's going to be a lot of running by the Jets. So, uh, listen, it's, it's not going to be the game that you expect. These two teams play strange against each other. They play hard against each other. They play strange. They know each other very well. Rex Ryan and and Belichick hate the fuck out of each other, or they love the fuck out of each other. I don't know which one it is, but they they always have something surprised against each other. 
Alright, it's 11-11. What's your wish? That DeMarco Murray plays this week. <laughs> it's 11-11. Dog, what's your wish? Um, I, I wish I was still in the playoffs. <laughs> wish you could go back in time and have uh, Jordy catch that pass? It's 11-11. Uh, yeah. What's your wish? I wish that Alshon Jeffrey were to drop that goddamn touchdown, that son of a bitch. Okay. I'm not over it yet. <laughs> Why should you be? This is fresh wounds. That, that was also that was also a potential thirteen hundred fifty dollars out the window. Absolutely. Fuck oh, you, Alshon. I get it. That game last night between Ingram, Cutler, and Alshon in that th- in that sec- uh, fourth quarter, lot of information swayed. Great great story about the uh, the that we, that we mentioned in the pre uh, the, the pre show production part is the fact that that Marquise Wilson. Touchdown? Yeah, right. Won that one kid a million bucks. Yeah. What, what, which site was that on? Was Pretty that DraftKings or FanDuel? That was DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. DraftKings. Mm. God, could you imagine how... I mean... I wouldn't talk I would to you pro- assholes yeah, anymore. I'd be <laughs> Len Bias. I wouldn't either. I'd be Len Bias. I'd be like, I'm winning. I'm coking. I'm broken. My money needs to be to you Jack, I love it. Stag party coming out to play. He'd come back. He'd come back and he spent all his money in two years. Like guys, can I still be a part of this pirate thing? <laughs> Giants and Rams. Oh, this area is restricted on the authority of the United States government. I work for the government. Uh, still, you're not coming in here. <laughs> I don't right. think we could start talking about this game without talking about Odell Beckham Jr. You got it. Flat out. He's all we need to talk about in this game. Who who has more points on the air? Odell Beckham Jr. or Calvin Johnson? ODB. Or AJ Green? ODB. Or, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall? ODB. uh, Arian Foster? Uh, Golden Tate? Go to to running back. Does Arian Foster or ODB have more points? Uh, Arian Foster. Oh, Close? Uh, not as close. No, as you not would really. <laughs> okay, okay. But here's some. I got some stuff on ODB. Since the week eight bye, they played seven games. Guy's got 82 targets, 62 catches, 866 yards. 82 targets, 62 catches. In yes. how many games Jesus. did you say? Seven games. Seven games. Six touchdowns, but those are all in the last four. He has five 100-yard games uh, during that span. With Jesus. no less than 90 yards in any game. Mm. Holy shit. It's like um, Antonio Brown, and he's a rookie. And in standard scoring, he's up to the 12th wide receiver. That's crazy. And on the season, he's the highest scoring wide receiver per game. Per game. Yeah. Holy shit. And Over this you know, seven-game span, he's averaged 14 yards a catch, which at his like volume is ridiculous. And, you know, plain and simple, he's averaging 17.5 fantasy points a game over the last seven. Holy shit. Amazing season and did it. Came to sh- and showed up and got you. If you had him on your team and you were in the first round of playoffs, probably almost single-handedly, you needed a little bit peripheral help, got you into the finals, came up and just had his biggest game in the biggest time. And key number one reason why we tell you it's not over after the draft. This is a waiver wire pickup. Five weeks ago, I would say that most people, five or six weeks ago, everybody would have said, who was the pick of the draft? And I think a lot of people would have said something like a Mark Ingram. You know, you just didn't know that that guy was going to be 
of your fantasy football draft. Yeah, of your fantasy yeah. football draft. You, you get him like, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th round or something like that. It's, uh, you know, a guy that you're like, ah, I'll take a chance, whatever. And he ends up fucking just studding out for you. Now it's not Ingram anymore. It is Odell Beckham Jr. Plain and simple. That guy is the, like, easily yeah. the pick of the fancy draft. Or picked he's up. We used leagues. to be in it. Your one league was a rookie league, so obviously he's getting drafted. But in other but leagues, it's, in a, other, pick, it's a pick up of the leagues, year. He didn't get, he wasn't a True. draft pick. He's one of those guys, that, and again. And, and not a lot of people have 25 rounds like we do. Yeah. That's right. No. Many rounds but that's also why. 16 rounds are way he is, he is He is the, the poster Great. child this year for, yeah. it's never over. There are guys out there who finish top 20 at their position on the waiver wire every year. And I'll just say, if you're one of the people that listen to our show and are trolling me on Twitter because I did one tweet (laughs) when he he was four weeks away, when they thought he was coming back this week and then the news came out, ODB still three weeks away, I did a tweet, posted this story and said, I can't believe the New York Giants took this guy ahead of uh, Brandon Cooks. Blah, blah, blah. And these trolls do it for all. I'm not the only one that said it. But all of a sudden, I get every time he catches a big play, I get all of a sudden my phone blows up with retweets of that tweet. One tweet about ODB back in, like, September. And it's funny. I go and I hit the the pages of these people that retweet it. They've got, like, 70 people that they've retweeted that undermined the ODB movement. All right. So then I have a question. I think he pays these people. This is... um, this is something I guarantee you guys haven't thought about. And I don't think anybody out there has thought about it. So a couple years ago, a few years ago, who broke out as that one guy who was undrafted, obviously. How many that years ago? Ended up. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Right. Okay. Last year, when Cruz went out and everybody was out, everybody was like, what the fuck's Jer- Jarrell Journey? Okay. Yes. Is it that position within that team? Because that's what basically what Odell Beckham took over was a vector crew. No, but, but the difference is, is that, but hold on. But the difference is that Odell Beckham was a highly sought after receiver in the draft. Whereas Victor Cruz and Jarrell Jernigan were guys that kind of slid through. True. And, but and that's, why, that's why my question is, is it that position on the team? That right there, that, that specific yes. position, does that make them awesome? I th- I, I hate to say it. I think it helps a little bit. It obviously helps a little I bit. Mean, but there's also the fact Jarrell that... Jarrell Jernigan, over the last three weeks last year, after Cruz and everybody yeah, was he's out, top five, right? he was top five receiver in the entire fucking league. Yeah. How does... I mean, that uh, that begs a little bit of a question. When Cruz comes back next year, what happens? Who has no, that I, position on the team? I think, always, I think ODB has kind of solidified himself. Barring injury, he's going to be an elite player for a number of years. He, and that's what, I mean, you, that's what, that's what you said about Victor Cruz. No, no, but the difference is this. Victor Cruz he, has not proven that he can handle all the extra attention, all the extra coverage and everything else. ODB seems like he can. I disagree with the Cruz. Like, Cruz just happened to have gotten injured. But also, yeah. but it's not like Cruz's big handling. year he was, was a lot great. of fluke plays, was and fluke big plays, plays. Right. and it's awesome. Not taking anything away from what he did, but there was a lot of these Cruz plays. Made like, a lot of like, plays himself. Not too, I agree. Like, the athletic shit he did. I know. I'm not taking anything away from. There was a lot. There was a couple stuff. Seventy yard touchdowns that was on a tip, whatever, and then he catches it and runs next to thirty to himself. No, I'm not going to take anything away. But I, I don't disagree. I'm not taking anything away from Victor Cruz and what he did. There's also a couple points to be made. You know. This is a new offense this season, so there's a little bit of a change over there. True, true. But there's obviously something in Eli Manning that says you need to target target one A all the time. 
Yeah. Well, he targets his number one receiver because Ruben Randall short, can't catch quick passes. He, he yes. catches with his hands. Ruben Randall catches with his body. Yes. And then there's also the other point that usually, as a team, you keep the younger player. So OBB's got you know that going for him. You Didn't keep the younger, Victor? cheaper player. Because Victor Cruz signed a contract. Yeah, but how long is he under contract? Uh, five years, yeah. forty million. He's got four years to go or something. So you, you, got, you got him locked up. I, I think I think you go after him. But here's I wanted to go back real quick because you were talking about the trolls that were after you. Don't lay off a of D-Rex, okay? Oh, they don't bother. They don't bother. I retweet if them. You want I don't retweet them. You don't rip on D-Rex about his ODB pick. There are plenty of other things that you can rip on <laughs> D-Rex about. Oh, and here's a tip. A beard is not a substitute for a jawline, no matter how you trim it. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a profile, by the way, of D-Rex. I, it, it was and a jaw. It, it was a profile. beard. <laughs> it is. It's I point, right when you went there, I pointed to my head. I'm like, hairline joke. What a, what a, Coming right up. What about well, a, a jawline instead? <laughs> what about a Trey Mason this week, dog? Um, I, I think it's actually a pretty good play. Uh, the Giants are giving it up when it, when it comes to uh, running backs. Not, not tremendously, but enough for somebody like a speedster like Trey Mason who's going to get a volume. And that's what it comes down to a lot with a lot of these guys. That was my thing with Doug Martin. I'm going to mention this right now. Um, that was my thing with Doug Martin. That's why I had him up as high as I did last Where do you have him? I had him at, I think, at like, what, 24? 20, 24. 24 or something. And... I, do you mind me saying it? No, I hate okay. it. Talk stag, about, stag, talk stag about party has said, what can I do What can I do for you to get you to put him down in your rankings? <laughs> and I'm like, right, well, you know, convince me, whatever, tell me, you know, what do you want, whatever. And he's like, I want him all the way out of there. You want him <laughs> out of the rankings completely. He didn't even want him in the top. Where did he end during the week? I during think week. I ended up putting him at like 38 or well, how many? Where did he end as a point scorer? Um, not that great. I mean, all he was was one big run and then not much after that. No, no, no. He was 14. 14. I would have been a lot closer to 24 than I was at 38. But, it, I mean, either way. Um, if that cost, if that cost automatic a top five fantasy pro ranking, it didn't. then we're, <laughs> going, we're going to have to not let you talk. It didn't. I, 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 it didn't. But I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> what my point is is that volume makes a big difference, especially late in the season for these running backs. There's so many injuries, and there's so many uh, uh, interdivision matchups and big games going on that what you need is volume. You can't just depend on a guy having... 8 to 10 carries and expect him to win your fantasy weeks. You need the volume and somebody like a Doug Martin gets you volume. Somebody like Trey Mason is going to get you volume. They're going to run him. It's not a passing offense, this St. Louis offense. They depend on their defense stopping the ball and they depend on running that ball and that's what they're going to do. Trey Mason's going to get a lot of volume. He's going to have a good week. No one knows that more than Stag Party who did targets, touches, and looks for two and a half years. We will open up time so That's you why can get time to do help us. Doug Martin down. I was like, dude, you know better than I do. It's got to be a Doug Martin show here. And by the way, my voice just got a little fucking weird. <laughs> there was nothing to like about Doug You even Martin. looked like you looked like uh, you looked like uh, Harry Roblo or Deadbeat Roblo. The way you just gave that one, <laughs> whatever that was. Like, long, yeah, this is this is skinny Deadbeat Roblo. Dog, is this a long arm hair Roblo? <laughs> yeah, I've this got a... I've got arm hair drapes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? 
I mean, let's not. We got nothing else to talk about. Wait, I, I don't know. Can I talk about Doug, Doug Martin though? Last time he averaged five yards uh, a carry in a game. Last game when he should have been ranked higher. <laughs> no, besides that. Oh, okay. The second game of last season. Fine. Okay. We you had your opportunity to have one run for five yards and got injured for the season. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're gonna bring him up now. Dane, stop riding the perfect man. Brock has to kill him now. Aw, can't we keep him? Yeah, Dad, can't we? We'll feed the perfect man and, and clean up after him and everything. Super swell, please. No, he's an abomination. If your team had Doug Martin, you didn't make it to the semifinals anyway. Because no he's an abomination. Let's get back no, to the game that's not have. true. Doug Martin was on your bench the entire year. You still could be in the championship with Doug Martin sitting there. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> question not, that I got. not that I'd play him this week, but... Question yeah. I got. Rashard Jennings, Andre Williams. This game, answer that question, and then let's move over to... Well, Rashard Jennings, what Rashard Jennings, they said, might be back to square one with his injury. He's going to be out. So, even if he he's does play, it's too risky to even deal with him. You're going Andre Williams, but Andre Williams, he's not a great running back. He doesn't get you any of the big runs. He had, a big, time he had, couple, a, he had a big game a couple weeks ago. Against Tennessee. Right. Everyone has a big game against Tennessee. I know I'm just telling you, though. I'm fucking <laughs> mad at you, dude. What the hell you ask this question for? I don't know. I've had a couple. I got well, there is there, oh, you faked it. Uh, no, is, there, is there another? Is there another question we have to it. ask? Answer. Yeah, let's go to those questions. Actually, Facebook. Oh, that's why you think it's gonna be longer. Oh, I, I know it's gonna be. I know okay. it is. Okay, fair enough. No, we're still gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Hit up a couple <laughs> questions on Facebook. Give their names, and uh, we got two questions we're gonna put up from some, two of our favorite guys. Hitting it up. Hitting it up. Um, Get it up and let's answer it. All right, Frank Maniscalco says, "Our boy, the big Shot game needs some help. QBs, brace, running back Fred Jackson, Joey Bell, Des Bryant, tight end Greg Olson. Are you, are you doing your opening? But are you doing opening. your He's leaving those spots open for who we're supposed to talk about. Uh, kicker Crosby flex open and Arizona. He's got." His remaining players are Julio Jones, Perry Douglas, Andre Johnson, Doug Martin, Pierre <laughs> Thomas, Dwayne Allen, and Marquise Wilson. And he needs a wide receiver, two and a flex. So I'd just start out by saying if Julio Jones plays, he's in. You play him. Period. If, if Period. Julio Jones doesn't play, you, you play, play Harry Douglas. Douglas. Period. And then your flex. Uh, we're choosing between you know an Andre Johnson, Doug Martin, Pierre Thomas. Uh, Dwayne Allen and Marquise Wilson. So, Doug, what do you got there? Well, I think I think if don't uh, just say Doug Martin to piss him off, though. <laughs> no, if Andre Johnson plays, you're playing Andre Johnson. Period. Yes, against this uh, against uh, Baltimore. Period. Uh, Baltimore's given up the second most or the most. I would uh, tell you this though. I would hope though, if you're going to go that route, that they're starting Case Keenum because Case yes. Keenum, because of his familiarity, as you said, with the offense, and because of the familiarity and what we saw last year from him. He targeted the crap out of, out of Andre, Andre Johnson. Johnson period. Yes. Absolutely. So if that's the case, if Andre Johnson's playing, which I believe he will be, uh, that concussion wasn't all that bad. He should be back this week. Right. Um, I would go Andre Johnson. My next choice week. after that would be Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen. Agreed. Yeah. Touchdown. But, um, I don't know. Was it PPR? Did he mention it at all? Uh, there is no mention. There is no mention of the PPR. Either way. Um, Indianapolis has a, a decent situation with the tight end position going up against Dallas, who's given up, I think, 
third or fourth most. Uh, yeah, in the range of most, nine or ten points. Yeah, again. points to a to it's a tight end. And, and our other question on Facebook today is: He needs a possible. Who's this from? Who's this from? Oh, excuse me, Ryan Hanian. Ryan uh, Hanian, all right. He needs a possible DeMarco Murray replacement. So he wants to pick two. Uh, Fred Jackson, Latavius Murray, uh, Ryan Matthews, or, well, this Matthews has two T's, so maybe it's the Matthews for No, but even the, even the one with one, one T, you don't want to use him this week anyway. <laughs> no, he's not going to be okay, playing. Okay, we'll, we'll call guess. it Jordan Matthews then. Uh, Ruben Randall, Toby Gearhart, Doug Martin, and C.J. Spiller. First guy you mentioned, DeMarco Murray, going to play. I'll play I, think, I'll play I absolutely agree. So. Okay. I do think so. Contract okay, well, let's give, let's give, I, listen, I, let's, give him the, well, let's give him the answer if he doesn't play, though. Because, cause okay, I, if he I, doesn't play. I, I think that's, that's, that's where the more I think he's playing, too. 2,000 yards, not too many. I think it's between, no, it's not, Fred, it's not that. It's that they need him to make the playoffs. And if, yes. if they, didn't, have if they were already in the playoffs, I think they'd sit him. But they need him to to win this game to Smith make the playoffs. Oh, a ten Emmett win Smith or eleven this. win team is going to miss the playoffs right. in the NFC. And this and, and this injury, Emmett Smith, mm-hmm. I believe, had this injury, right? Uh, and he came back within two weeks or within a week or something. Yes. Um, and this is on uh, Demarco's not his carrying hand; it's on his off hand. No, He's right, going to okay. Emmett Smith's injury was on his right <laughs> hand. Right. Uh, Demarco's is on his left, left hand. However, if you're running back. It doesn't both matter. Hands. Yeah, you're using both you hands. You use both hands, whether it's to hold True. the ball or to, or, when you're or to use outside, your right. hand to stiff arm or push off tacklers. Either way, you're using your hand. It doesn't matter which hand you carry with. It doesn't matter if you're righty or lefty. It doesn't matter if you're ambidextrous. If you hurt your hand, it's going to hurt you as a running back one way or another. I do believe that he is going to be able to come back. All the reports say that it's really not that big of a deal. He can't hurt it any worse. If you can't hurt it any worse, right. it's all a matter of you know what, pain though? tolerance, and I think he's got I'm it. I'm going to tell you what. Even if DeMarco was playing this game with his left hand in one of those huge reps <laughs> where the only thing popping out is like his thumb that you see, I would still start him. Because if he can get one arm on it and put that other club over it, he's fine. I agree. I, I'm, with, I'm with that on that. Go on. Who else is there? Uh, to answer his question... Uh, I think we're really picking between two. I think we're picking between a Fred Jackson and a Latavius Murray. I love a Fred Jackson this week. I, re- I really do. I think that the Buffalo is going to run the crap out of the ball. And if not, I think they're going to pass it off to him. You know, he's he's got a game where he needs to be used quite a bit. I don't think any of those other guys um, on Buffalo, Bryce Brown or Booby Dixon or whatever, I don't think those guys are, are worth what Buffalo needs to do against Oakland to win. So I think Fred Jackson gets a, gets a ton of play in Oakland. Dog, I got a question for you. Yeah. So there's this statement that says, if you want to win, put booby in. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? If you want to win, I don't know what to do with the booby. Don't put booby in. This don't week. put booby in. Yeah. Okay. This is not Friday Night Lights. No. Yeah. No. Okay. The Friday Night Lights. I wasn't getting the, the, the Friday Night, night little, Lights. Take a little, place a little too old. In Texas or Sacramento. If you want to win, put booby in. Where's Friday Night Lights? Texas. It should have been in Sacramento. Should have been at boobies in Valverdeam. You guys are. You're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Is that the same one we heard, or a different creepy one? I've, I've replayed a couple of these. Okay. This is Val Verde's. I don't have 
185 Valverde soundbites for you. Fair enough. If I'm staying in the Venture Brothers. So. Fair enough of that. It's, crazy. Think it's all. It's all yeah. And we have four Valverde. By the way, you sounded like you were doing that voiceover on that first question. I liked I liked your effort. It was, it was, it was solid. So best. we're done with the Facebook questions? Yeah, let's move on. All right, we're doing it. Uh, Bills at Raiders. Let's, let's be honest. Let's just kind of breeze through this one. I got it. I won't say anything. You can take it. All right. Fred Jackson, like I said, I do like the Fred Jackson play. I think he's going to get some extra play uh, this week against an Oakland defense that has been known to be able to, to, to give it up to running backs. So that'll definitely happen. I do not like anybody on the Raiders this week. Not even Latavius Murray. I think Murray will have a decent game because Buffalo's been giving up a little bit on the run uh, lately. But I know that Buffalo is going to be playing that line pretty hard. I know they're going to be playing a lot of rush D, uh, a lot of uh, probably you know rush blitzes, as a matter of fact. So I wouldn't expect a ton out of Latavius, although Latavius is a lot better than you guys, than anybody really knew. He, 4-2 speed, as big as he is. Um, I don't know why Oakland didn't identify it. <laughs> we, knew it. we knew we it. We knew it. Four I knew it. He had four two speed. Four two yeah. eight, baby. Yeah. Jesus. Unreal. <laughs> well, I say I'm going to say one thing as you go on with this before anything else. Going into next year, my opinion is the Buffalo Bills are the number one fantasy football defense you draft in next year's. Uh, Plain and simple. That, I draft that them team, this year, even with even without. Jerry's uh, Bird. Yeah. No, not just Jerry's Bird. Yeah, right. They're stud uh, linebacker. All oh, right. Kiko Alonso. I, I, I picked him up in week six. Think about that. Think about that. They lost Kiko Alonso. They lost Jerry's Bird. And this defense is still dominating. It's hilarious. They're the number one defense. I've been defense. saying for I've the last defense years, in the last round. Knew that Buffalo would go by the board by everybody because of all the injuries and stuff. Knew they'd still rock. They did. Well, the, they will. The and, they defense, will there, and there are other defenses that also slide, too. I got the Lions off of waivers. After two weeks, wow. I got I got the Cardinals after eight defense that had been taken. Oh, the happened. Eagles. That's well. defense. Period. Eagles, Eagles were more an anomaly than special, special teams. teams. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. a badass. Hey, that happens every These year. Though. It does. But I'm saying the I'm saying the Bills, badass crew. Big hits, interceptions, pick sixes, sacks, fumble recoveries. I mean, this deep, just the hits alone. If you take away the finish points. The defense hits alone. Who's their defensive are coordinator? Nasty. Who's their defensive Buffalo coordinator? Only giving up Who's their defensive coordinator? TDs. Who is Jim it on the year? Schwartz, former Lions head is coach. It? Yes. Is it? Yes. And then 14 passing wow. TDs then, on the entire year. And there's one difference. of two uh, defenses the that have more interceptions than touchdowns on yeah. the season. It's it's insane. 14. And I, I mean, listen, they went through a stretch where they didn't play a lot of great quarterbacks. But who have they played lately? You're Aaron talking Rogers about Rodgers and Peyton Manning. Eric Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Both, uh, both those quarterbacks. Zero touchdowns. To Doug games. The last time that they gave, first of all, the last time they gave up more than 200 yards was week 11. And the last time before that was week 6. They've given up one 200-yard passer. One 200-yard yeah. passer. Since week six. That's crazy. That's, I mean, under 200 yards since week six. Since that, that's, that's insane. That's right for a Friday. That's insane. That's insane. All right. Let's start the Giants and Bar. I still want to sing Humpty Dance. Uh, yes, yes. We go late. It's the Humpty Dance. What? Let's go on with the uh, with, with with the Bills a little bit, and we're not going to have to talk too much. Yeah, about like I said, all right. Well, I, I think you're starting pretty much. You're starting Watkins. You're starting um, uh, Fred Jackson. Oakland has actually been really good against wide receivers. Strangely, 
They can and they give up points. They give up a lot of points to, to running backs. Not I think it, I think they're the third best against wide receivers. I'm not looking at computer or anything, but if I remember correctly, I think they're third best against wide receivers this year. Stags, what do you got for me? If you, if fourth you, best. Fourth best against eighteen point six fantasy points a game. That's insane. Which is like four points better than anybody else in the league. Yeah. And I still haven't seen anybody on their team that actually knows how to play defensive back. It's weird. So, yeah. I don't know how exactly this works. Maybe because they can just push it in from up close. They're not giving up a lot of TDs. But, you know, it's 16 weeks in now. The anomalies are gone. 60, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 16 weeks in, basically, the offensive game plan against the Raiders is run, 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 and then on 3rd and 18, run again. Because that's what you're doing best against them, and you're going to be able to do it. Um, obviously, wide receivers have not done a lot against them. You could catch passes against them from the running back position, but not so much the wide receiver position. Um, I do. I still do like Watkins. He's starting to turn on uh, again. He seems like he's he's got a handle of what he's doing out there. He's number one receiver there. I don't see there being a number one uh, corner on Oakland who can stay with this with this kid. So it wouldn't shock me if Watkins had a decent game. I wouldn't be betting on those outside guys, though, like a Woods or a Hogan. Hey, Hayden's pretty fast. I mean, but I haven't seen enough. I say Hogan? Hagen? <laughs> no. Hayden? Oh, Hayden. Oh, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking corner on the other side. Oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. He's okay. pretty fast. He can definitely keep up with Hayden, Sammy Watkins okay. in terms of pure speed. But I haven't seen enough with him matching up on one-on-one with top receivers to believe that he's able to shut him down. Agreed. So I'm not worried about that kind of matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know what? To, to be honest... Because Buffalo doesn't score all that much, and I don't know who knows. Oakland has these freak plays, man. Oakland has been keeping with teams here and there. So Quick question possible. I got for you: Going into next year, and this is all we're going to talk about in the Bills, and we're really not going to talk about the Raiders. Check Dogmatica's pyro rankings on the site tomorrow for all the other stuff. What's going on next season? Bills. I think it's an up and coming team. Their defense is great. Quarterback situation is it the Orton show next year? Are they drafting Jay Cutler? Oh God! No, yeah. they're, they're, I what, think what? they're drafting a quarterback. Plain and simple. Um, I, I think they need to. The draft. EJ Manuel experiment is yeah, but who they, who's there to draft? You're not getting Marcus Mariota, so who are you going after? It's Gotta not a great. Court, this is not a strong quarterback year class. That's all I'm saying. There's there hasn't been a great quarterback year class in how many years? Uh, Andrew Since Luck and Luck. RG or Andrew Luck. That's all you need. I'll take him and Brian Tannehill in the same year. Fine. Good enough for me. I don't know. I mean, there's guys to be had. I mean, Buffalo doesn't have the greatest record. You know, I mean, they're going to have, you know, it's not going to be a bottom 10 pick. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll have a pretty decent pick. They'll have a, they'll have they're a decent pick. It's, it's, it's yeah. not a great, I don't know. All right. We'll get, we've got a lot of off-season for We'll that. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, how we do it. We don't stop. We're going to be off-season leading up to drafts. We're going to be talking about all this stuff. So, I just uh, thought I'd throw that out there. All right. Last game of the afternoon games this week is going to be the Colts are going to be at the Cowboys. Holla for a dollar. Out of these last uh, three games, they're all pretty good. Let's talk about this one, but at the same time, let's keep it under control. Matter of fact, uh, you know what? Matter of fact, before you start, I'm going to say, I think we should just talk about the guys in this game you don't start. Go for it. That's it. Who, don't, who don't you start? I right. absolutely agree. Opposite day. For this is the... Only game in the afternoon worth watching for fantasy owners. Yeah, Terrence Williams, I'll throw him out there as number one. Okay, Terrence Williams, you don't start. Who else don't you start in this game? Obviously, Cole Beasley. 
Cole Beasley? I'm going for the easy ones. I'm going I don't for know. I, I think Cole Beasley's a, a you like flex it? shot in the dark, yeah. I think it's a flex shot in the dark, absolutely. Well, that's a deep, deep league then you're talking about. Hey. You're talking about a, that's not a 10 team well, or a 12 team league. You're I don't know because Vontae Davis is going to be on Des Bryant. Yeah. So you kind of cancel that out to a 60 yard game, maybe a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and then besides that, there's going to be yards to go around for other wide receivers. If we're crossing out Terrence Williams, then we got to go Coles Beasley. They got to go somewhere, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if Indy's scoring points, Dallas has got to score points too. If DeMarco's a little bit hurt, or something, he may not be quite DeMarco. They might have to pass a little bit, and that might be a Cole Beasley. They're going to have to pass a lot bit if DeMarco is out of the game. Indy, bad against tight ends. Dallas, bad Indy, against tight ends. Not you bad, get against, it all the not tight bad ends. against quarterbacks, though. Huh? Because of Vontae. Yeah. Vontae is very because good. Because of Vontae. Well, they've, they've, they've only allowed three passing touchdowns in their last three games. Because of? Well, but still, and, and, they they, and it all, I know, so you're saying Romo's because it all came from Cole McCoy, because it was Jacksonville, Cleveland, and Houston. There you go. And that's all you need. And they held, okay, they held Tom Brady to 257 geez. yards and two touchdowns. Okay. All right, Eli wow. Manning did throw for three for five, three fifty nine and two, and okay. Roethlisberger did throw for five twenty two and six. Okay. I'm, just okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, Nike and mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like it. Yeah, I'm like just it. reading the other part. <laughs> the other part that we have to talk about, if somehow tomorrow does play. sit, okay. who are we going with? Uh, you know, in PPR. That's a great I like, question. I like People are asking a lot yeah. of that. It's plain and simple. The way you played it or put it earlier today, Randall gets the tough yards, and uh, Dunbar gets the PPR stuff. That's it's. I think it's plain yeah. and simple. And yeah. more likely, I like it to happen for a big game is probably Randall. Uh, yeah. You know, Indy can be had in the yeah. run game. Uh, Randall's averaging something like seven yards a carry this season in his limited duty. And Randall was the guy in college who was for Kansas State a baller, had a ton of carries and a ton of yards. Was Carrying the ball 25-plus times a game. Strangely, he was uh, pegged as more of a straight liner, not a lot of shiftiness. I've seen a lot of shiftiness out of him this year. Yeah. A lot more than I, I saw in, in last year, for sure, in his in limited duty. But um, I, got, I got to tell you, they're going to hand the ball off to Dunbar, too. Dunbar got six carries last week as well. Mm -hmm. and, and Randall, I think, only got a couple. So I, it's going to be, uh, I, I think, more of an even split than you think. But like we said... It's Dunbar for the PPR, and it's Randall for the standard score. I absolutely agree, no doubt. Uh, you know, Randall, if we're talking greater chance of 100-yard game, I think that could I'd be... i go Randall. I think that could be Randall. Yeah, absolutely. But 100 total yards, then you're going Dunbar. Yeah. So, you're, you're kind of splitting hairs. If you're going standard scoring, you know, I'd go Randall. If you're going PPR scoring, I'm going Dunbar. And that's kind of the way I split it with DeMarco out. All right, last question on this game. Receiver-wise, obviously you're going Hill, and obviously you're going Des Bryant. We talked about Cole Beasley already. With what just happened, all right, first of all, Reggie Wayne obviously isn't the same Reggie Wayne. Nah. Um, with what just happened with uh, Moncrief is getting more snaps than hit, than uh, Hakeem yes. Nix. Yes. But Nix got the touchdown, and Nix is getting the yards, and Moncrief doesn't seem to be living up to what he did a few weeks ago or whatever. What are you thinking there? I say a lot of it depends on T.Y. Hilton's hamstring. Yeah? I mean, because if Hilton's out, I think Moncrief immediately gets elevated to that position in the offense. For sure. And that means he plays 
100% of the snaps, in my opinion. Agreed. 90 to 100% will say. And that means he gets targeted the most out of anyone. Which makes him an excellent kind of plug-and-play option. No, uh, I don't believe that Hilton will be out. I think Hilton plays this game. So, so between, you know, between Hilton and, and Knicks, which i got to tell you, because this game could be high-scoring with these two uh, potent offenses and mediocre to bottom-edge defenses, who do you go with? Is it a Knicks or is it a Moncrief? I know it's championship week and it's a you know um, shot in the dark, whatever, but there are 16 team leagues where these guys are talked about. About hey, am I going Moncrief? Am I going Knicks? What am I doing here? What I, do you think? I don't think. Knicks, I have, if you're going Knicks in this week 16 or Moncrief, it's Trubs. But I would rather go on the young upside than a guy that finally had his second touchdown over the last two years. Knicks. The only reason why we even mentioned his name is because he got in the end zone last week, and it's ridiculous how long it has been. And how few and uh, far in between that happens. That's a good point. Knicks may, I don't know, Knicks coming from uh, the Giants may know a little something about Dallas, though. Who knows? May, he may want to stick it to No, dog. No, 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 you're our I'm guy. I'm going no, deep on you're this guy. You're our guy. We don't want 16. You're our guy. People listen to you the most. <laughs> don't don't tell him to start playing Knicks. Like, I'm not going to tell him to Dog was the Knicks. best all year until that week 16. Yeah, they told me to play Knicks over, <laughs> <laughs> over Andre Johnson because he was in me. Over T.Y. Hilton, his hamstring was hurt. Exactly. Okay, so now let's go to the next game. I think I like uh, it. Sunday so night Sunday night game, Seahawks at Cardinals. A third string quarterback versus a first string quarterback versus the best defense in fantasy football. Um Yeah, I don't like anybody on the Cardinals very much. I don't think I like any single person on the entire this is, Cardinals. This is team. the worst game for fantasy points on the week. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think um I think Lynch is going to get the ball a bunch. He's going to carry the ball 20, 21, 22, 23 times. They're going to see him off into retirement. <laughs> he'll get he'll get 80 to 80 to 90 yards. Arizona's awesome against uh, against the run, obviously, and everybody knows that. But Lynch, I think, had what if you're checking it, 91 yards against them in the game early this year is when I uh, my, that that was my guess. 21 for 91 or something like that. One second, I'll give you my information here. Uh, Might have been a touchdown. I'm not sure. Well, first of all, Marshawn only has 100-yard game in his last four. Uh, True. They held him to 39 yards on 15 carries in the 12. I was thinking about last year. Oh, and he had 43. And the Cardinals did did not allow him 100 yards in either of their games last year. He had 91 and 71. 91 was the one I was thinking about. It was 91 and 71. 91, okay. But no, that was, was nine that was one was year. the one that was at Arizona yeah, last year, right? Yeah, okay. I was thinking about the game at Arizona last year, like he's doing yeah. right now. The game earlier this year, he had thirty nine yards on the ground, 43. 15, 15 carries, yeah, forty three on three, forty three and three. Yeah, Can I reiterate last summer's podcast? The way that we talked about this division, the way we talked about how awesome Marshawn Lynch is, but how he was going to be playing in the championship. Against this team, right, and how all season, while he exceeded expectations, certainly for you, dog. I know you thought he'd go down a little earlier than he he has, but he's he's worn down, worn down, or more. Uh, so. was, no, my, my, it's my career. Year year. No, no, I, I was. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You, everyone's no, right, but his because yeah. his, his yard he's done next way year, down. I think, he's like, I agree. Yeah, he's it's, just, yeah. just, it's been a it's been a tough usage year. is down. Yeah, but he's down. That division, this game. 
was the reason. Yes. And we like Marshawn Lynch, but it's the reason to say, hey, when you're going for your number one running back in round one and you go for Lynch, even if he t- brings you the promised land, he's got this the Cardinals. He's got to play six times and look at the last games he's got. And, yeah. and look at the last game of the year in your championship game. Against the Cardinals, who are what the best against the run? last year? Last year yeah. were like the best or the second best against the second run. Second best against the run yeah. next to Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, and so, we also said the same thing. He's out now, but against the Duke, right? Ah, uh, but the Duke, we loved him. We we're but, like, yeah. Hey, look at that last game of the Sorry. year. If he gets yeah, you there, same and reason I remember why. saying this summer. I don't care. I just want him to get me there. Right. You know, I literally remember about it, knowing I was going to have Duke. And Kerwin Williams, who's had two decent games, but he hasn't had his touchdown yet. And he's not going to have a touchdown again this week, and he's not going to have a decent game. So, there you go. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Russell Wilson's the last one to talk about, because he is a possibility for people to play. If he runs. I think you have to. He absolutely ran against Arizona last time. 10 for 73. However... After Arizona, uh, that was in Seattle, this one's going to be in Arizona. Arizona now knows, okay, the only thing we got to do basically is we got to stop the run. Right. It's stopping Marshawn Lynch and stopping um, uh, Russell Wilson from running. And that's it, plain and simple. If Russell Wilson passes us to death, great. If he doesn't, fine, at least we stopped him on the run, whatever. But that's what Arizona's going to do, and you know that that's what they're going to do. However... Arizona's going to suck so bad on offense that Seattle's going to have the ball 40 minutes in this game. 40 minutes. You watch. Seattle's going to have the ball 40 minutes in this game, and Russell Wilson's going to put up enough points. I, I don't deny it minutes. because they're starting a third-string quarterback. I mean, Arizona does not have anything they can put Ryan together. Lindley they're, is they've been enough to get themselves in the Zero playoffs. Zero touchdowns in his career with seven interceptions. His, let's remember the, the passes I saw last week were just. They were the funniest things I've ever seen. But the defense of Arizona, we can't underestimate them. Keeps them in It games. doesn't matter. They're they're good. They, they are. They're they're damn good. Don't misunderestimate me. Like I was talking about here, George volume. <laughs> volume matters in the end here. And I'm telling you, Seattle's going to have that ball 40 minutes. I agree. My guess is 40 minutes. I agree. It's probably only going to be 35, but 35 minutes out of out of 60, that's enough for Russell Wilson to do some damage. I agree. I think he's going to be lower on the yardage passing, and mm-hmm. he's going to need to get that 10 and get that 70 to 100. I don't think you point. want many of these guys. You don't want any of these receivers. You want none of them. I, I, avoid and this game if you can. Can we move on to the last We can, game? but yeah. at this point, does the, does the coach also, from a Wilson standpoint, say, hey, we're in, are they in the playoffs or are they still in the hunt? They're in, right? No, they definitely need work to do. Uh, cool. uh, Seattle, uh, no, Seattle, they're not locked in. Seattle's not locked in. No, they want. They, no, they're. They want. I'm just saying, do they no, take it easy on in. Russell? No, they're pretty much locked in on the playoffs, but they want home field advantage throughout. If they win these last two games, they get home field advantage. Well, if they win this game, they seal the division, don't they? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay, so they're not going to be like Wilson. Take it easy. Got it. All right, let's move on to the Monday night game. That's going to be December 22nd. And Monday, 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 ESPN, we're going to go Broncos are going to be at the Bengals. What's happening? Um, C.J. Anderson show, I got to tell you. God, that guy was a great fucking pickup. He, uh, Peyton Manning has, I don't want to see, he's not taking a back seat, but I think it's smart. I think what they're doing is smart against these last bunch of teams that they've been playing. I think it's been just smart calls. If you have the running game to be able to dominate like that, 
if you have a power runner who can actually make some moves and get you some good yardage and keep that ball in your hands, and if you need Peyton Manning to make plays, he makes plays, I think it's a smart move but to make. But don't you think that they're doing this because they're trying to prepare for the postseason? They sure. want to say, look, we know that Peyton Manning can throw whenever we want, but we need to know as an offense that we can run the ball when we need to if run the ball. If we are facing Seattle again in that fucking Super Bowl, we better be able to run the ball. And C.J. Anderson is the guy. Who's and they have be given him in his last four weeks. C.J. Anderson's had 109 carries. It's unreal. Now I'll he had right over now. 100 yards in the first two, and he has kind of broken down in the last two. And this is kind of my worry, but I'm not worried because it's still about 109 carries in three weeks. 109 yes. and four, and four. It's 27 yes. carries. 20 whatever. You know, it's okay. it's a lot of carries though. It's a lot of fucking carries. You don't get that many yeah, carries. Yeah, yeah. 27.25. Whatever it is, it's yeah. ridiculous. 27.25. So, it, it, the, the fact is, the last two weeks have ever hurt him. But the thing is, they'll run Jawan Thompson. They'll run Monte Ball. They'll run Ronnie Hillman. No, they won't. So they won't run Jawan Thompson anymore. They won't run Monte Ball. He's out for the year. I think. And I've no, heard a word about Ronnie. Ronnie Hillman's going to be back. This no, week. but this is my point. That makes a difference. No, you missed I'll my point. You, you missed my point entirely. No, I, I They'll run point. anybody. Is my point. When they get him in there, this is this is they understand. They're about winning a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning's about winning a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning allowed his 51 game touchdown uh, streak to go to an end because he's about winning a Super Bowl. It's about what does this team need to be in the playoffs to get me to the Super Bowl, but. To have the team that's going to win me a Super Bowl. He knows that if they need to, they can throw to Emmanuel Sanders. They can throw to Julius Thomas. They can throw to Marius Thomas. You have all the weapons to throw to. You need to establish that your line feels confident blocking and run blocking. Because run blocking in the, in the NFL is what owns football games. When you are pushing the other defensive line around. And you are manhandling them. For a eight-minute drive, and you are pushing them around, you own the game. Absolutely. And the problem is that the Broncos, for the, for so many years now, and especially the couple of years that Peyton's been there, when they got to the Super Bowl, while they got decim- decimated, was because this is not a team that's been about pushing for the run. They've been about sitting back and blocking for the pass. Yeah. Well, they get overwhelmed it's in that fact. regard. Absolutely. And if you aren't, a, and when you run the ball. Your offensive line is aggressive because they are hitting on the on the point of impact and they are pushing forward, not passive pass blocking. It keeps the defense but, on the heels and it pushes them back and it tires them out. It's a great game plan. They've been doing it horrible right for fantasy points though. Horrible for fantasy points, except <laughs> unless you're a CJ Anderson owner. But but you know, but here's the thing: Peyton Manning is the guy that got you all the way to the promised land. Peyton Manning is a guaranteed bitch slap. When it comes to these last four weeks, hey, my big because yeah. he oh, cost yeah. you your, he may have gotten you there. Get me to the dance, right? Yeah. Like you said, yeah, yeah. He, he he farted on you. When well, he let's got talk it. about for fan, for he football. Cost, he he, he cost cost a lot of people. Yeah. Let's talk football for a second. If it is a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, who knows? It could be. Do you think the Seattle Seahawks are worried about C.J. Anderson, an undrafted guy? Yes, there? I do. You do? Yeah, I do. So if that happens again. Do you think that the the result of the Super Bowl would be much different or a lot different than last year? I think it's different only because of, also because of this. Because oh, the defense. What, the defense. What, de- de- what, de- what Denver better, did to their defense helps out because much better. You're going to now do everything, and the fact that you don't have Percy Harvin there as much as they want to say he's a cancer and all this stuff. Yeah. You he, needed in that, that Super Bowl. You needed his threat, and, and you needed his and you need his threat 
Because I'm going to tell you what, there's no way that Denver's defense is going to go, oh no, Jermaine Curson, Doug Baldwin are coming at us. Luke Not Wilson, right, the give two me a L's, you are. Right, they're done. They're going, you're going to two L's, F U hell zone. Go away, go away. Guess who's given up the least amount of rushing yards to running backs this year? Denver. Well, no, they're second. Then, but <laughs> De- Detroit's first, but Denver's second. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also given up the second fewest rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. Neither of those could be said by Seattle. Seattle isn't even third. They're not even fourth. I guess game. in my argument, and we'll, let's uh, let's move on from what from my argument because my arguments are usually pretty stupid. Uh, was the fact that. I don't think they're necessarily so worried about C.J. Anderson in that offense. I think the whole team's a lot better, and they don't need to rely on Peyton Manning's arm. But there's no way if they get into that Super Bowl, while he does open up a lot of things for the passing game and make maybe a better passing. I mean, C.J. Anderson in, in, in prime time isn't a guy that necessarily brings too much fear. Uh, Von Miller and DeMarco Ware. Uh, DeMarcus Ware. But, you want to but that's not what I'm talking about. No, but I'll, okay, here's, right, 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 but here's what I'll talk about. Talk about no, 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 I'll talk about this. I'll talk about every time that I'm, I'm in my one league where our playoffs go in the real playoffs. And you want to know what? The guys who determine every single game, every time, is not the first three draft picks. It's the last three. It's no who got that one guy that's that anomaly that was that. And C.J. Anderson's one of those guys that, like, yep. is overlooked. For because I'd rather have Demarius Thomas. I'd rather have uh, you know all the top end guys. Let me give some props, both to you and to you. I've had more people that are my friends that use our site come up to me like, "Holy shit! How I could have won my season with Justin Forsett and Crowell and all these fucking duck butter guys." And they're like, "You guys are fucking unbelievable." You told me so early to grab Forsett. Forsett won people their leagues. Yes. Absolutely. Won on their leagues. For sure. Forsett. Production from his RB2. I got having a good RB1. My RB my, my RB2 went down or he just sucked balls. A lot of first round and second round RBs sucked balls. Picked up Forsett because you guys told me to or blah blah. Listen to the podcast. Boom. On the flip side. So, amen to a lot of the calls we've all made. Yeah. And the pickups, we get them out early. Some leagues don't have a, a you know, you don't have a claim. It's true. There's not. I'm shocked that there's leagues. It's like, I got the, the, the pickups happen at 3 o'clock in the morning at 2. So, basically, my wife hates me because I set my alarm and I go to bed <laughs> at 10. And I have to wake up and be there and be the first person. It's like getting... Fucking Pearl Jam tickets off of Ticketmaster. League still did. I had a great story. So when I was when we were uh, so we were sophomores in high school, we were sophomores in high school. We had just seen uh, Paul Paul McCartney had come to us. It was my first concert I saw. But we were like the second to last rows in the upper deck, dead center at Allstate Arena, Rosemont Horizon at the time, uh, so far away. So we're like, Paul Simon's coming in. And we're like, oh my God, this is the Rhythm of the Saints tour. So this is let you know exactly when it was. It was after the Lady Smith Black Mambaza and all that. We waited at West Coast Video. And we got there like at 6 Coast o'clock Coast in the morning, the one that was on Finkston, off of Finkston on, uh, on uh, Dundee Road. Out of, my, out of my jurisdiction. Oh, I thought you were in that area. Okay, so. <laughs> Finkston, I love it. Finkston. Never been by Finkston. You're not in Glenview? You're not a Glenview guy. Okay. No, no. All right, so anyway, so we're waiting out there. That's we're the only one. Yeah, we're the only ones there. And then they, they go to open at 9 o'clock and went to like the Flukies to get breakfast, which is like the hot dog joint. 
And then the, the four other people show up and they get there. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a lottery. And these people are like, oh, these kids have been here for four hours. Go ahead. Let them have the first tickets. And so we got first crack. We had the first row behind the first 10, which we had 11th row behind the first 10, which were American Express gold, if you were yeah, a yeah, member yeah, tickets. Yeah. One, that was the most amazing show I ever saw. So you were so. sitting behind me? Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you had the American Express gold card at 12 years old. Oh, no, 16 years old. Hello for a dollar. Hello for a dollar. Anyways, let's All talk right. about the other what side. What the hell was that insert? I don't get what you just said to me. Well, we were talking about we were talking about great like performances and things that you've seen and whatever. I think I don't remember. We were. Uh, you're I don't right know there. where I'm at now. Well, yeah, what it, about was, the it made sense Boys. at the time. You're trying Boys, to stand and win your bet. I'm gonna Lean win the bet. Lean back. Boys, the boys, the Bengals. We haven't talked about a single player on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, we've got Jeremy Hill coming off one of the greatest games of the season by a running back. Uh, you know, just particularly awesome. Uh, and then we had Gio Bernard coming off his best game since the injury. Both these guys absolutely did great pounding it into the Cleveland Browns defense. You know, on the flip side... I like pounding it into the Browns. Anyways, <laughs> go on. <laughs> it, on the flip side... Domatic, Domatica. On the flip side, Andy Dalton was shit. Uh, just like everybody else at the quarterback position. And, you know... A.J. Green didn't really show up even after, you know, Joe Hayden left. So, there's not a lot to really... It's sort of going to be the opposite, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's, they're going to have to rely on the passing game a little Big bit time. more to, to make so it... So, you like, you like an A.J., a Dalton, I Sanu? Think I, I Sanu is that fringe guy. Yeah, like, I, look at, I look at this as a tougher we week for Sanu's A.J. Sanu's name way too much. I, I think that A.J., if he's going to get more of it... I only look at A.J. getting more successful in this game if the Broncos are way ahead... And because this has playoff implications, the, the Bengals have to throw the ball to stay in the game. If the Broncos are able to run the ball and are able to, to do that, which the Bengals have allowed a lot of running against them, if they're able to run the ball and control the, control the clock, I don't see A.J. Green having a high potential game. In this well, one. here's what normally happens in Bronco games. Broncos end up going up a little bit. Maybe they do it by the run. Maybe they do it by the pass. Who knows? But they're their rush defense is so darn freaking good that you can't run against them anyway. So it's mostly going to be passing the ball. If you don't pass accurately in the first place, you're going to lose big. And in which case, you get garbage points in the end, a la the Bears getting, and Jay Cutler getting those garbage points in the end. If you can run it decently in the beginning and Denver isn't scoring points, then it's going to be a close game. Denver's probably going to pull ahead at some point. You're probably going to have to pass, in which case Dalton's going to have to get some uh, some points for him anyway. I do like what's going to happen for Cincinnati when it comes to the passing game this one. Do I think it's going to be an efficient game for Dalton? Probably not. Do I think he's going to throw a couple interceptions? Probably. But I do believe he's going to, at least in garbage time or over the course of the game, get a couple of touchdowns for you and probably pass for at least 250 yards. What do you think? That, that would so be my best. Hill is obviously the the, the, the lead back I now, think, and, and, and for and next year he's yeah, the lead obviously back. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk much I about think, you. I do not believe that Jeremy what do you Hill think about is, running back situation. I don't think Hill is the better play this week. I'll t- I'll tell you that right now. You think the, the Pounders do not do well against this Denver team? It's the it's the running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield. The running backs who have some speed around the ends. 
and that's going to be Giovanni Bernard. He got enough carries last week, and he got some play last week where they look like they have some faith in him again. It's not like Jeremy but, Hill didn't do anything. No, 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 here's my, here's awesome. my, but here's my point, John. Don't you think, though, for those of us that are people that are got crushed in their damn playoffs and you and the I last week, Looking forward, and I'm looking in dynasty leagues, and I'm a guy who I'm I'm so ecstatic because I drafted him in four all my keeper leagues. I have Jeremy Hill, yeah. in all my keeper leagues, and I'm looking at him now as going going forward. It seems to me where it was he, Giovanni was better than Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, but if you really want the right combination and the right fit, it's Jeremy Hill who's the lead back for that team going forward, and Giovanni Bernard who's that change of pace. Offer the other thing where he may have better games than 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 uh, Jeremy Hill, but he's no longer looked at as high a value running back as we looked at him going into this year, especially the way that Jeremy Hill performed it, in the second half of the season. Uh, until until their contracts run out, uh, Giovanni's will obviously run out first. One year earlier, yeah, that's one it. One year earlier, obviously. Um, Yes, I, I think it's an awesome combination. I think that both of them are awesome going forward. I think that Jeremy Hill is going to be awesome going forward as the lead back. Yes. Yeah, he's the lead back. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that that's what's going to happen. It's, yeah. I think it's, but I think Giovanni, as soon as that contract runs out, I think if if the fourth year is an option year, um, or is it the fifth year is an option year? Whatever I don't is, remember which one it is. Either I, one, he's going to option out. I agree. Because he's going to want... To be a number one back, he, he will. But, 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 but uh, I, I know I'm interrupting you. I, I need to interrupt. All right, you. I, 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 need to, I want you to listen. I want you. I want you. I know. I want you to listen to me. I'll probably it, say it, what you're going to say. Right it right. may be, but this, well, I'm trying to been saying it for the last five minutes. I've been trying to say it. Yeah, well, you pointed. The, you I know. Listen, 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 listen. I interrupted you. I'm interrupting you. I'm telling our fans. Mad at people about interrupting them. Listen, dude, I interrupted you. Will you stop? Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. What I'm saying is this: Geo is a guy who will be more successful. With less touches. Just like we saw Andre Ellington get the extra touches this year. How much productive was he on per touch basis that, compared to last year? And what I'm saying is these are the slighter guys. So you need to have a beast there in front of you. And if you have a beast, Jeremy Hill is a beast. I agree. 23161. That's a beast. That makes Giovanni so much more productive in his 17. To 15 touches per game. That's I, all I'm saying. Hey, no, I, I fully agree with you. And like I said, Jeremy Hill as a lead back, awesome. Giovanni, awesome in that second back role. It's going to be a lethal combination. I agree. But as soon as Giovanni's contract's up, he's going to want to go get a stud contract and go be a number one somewhere. He believes he's a number one. He doesn't want to be a number two. Believe right. me, he doesn't want to be that secondary uh, call on that team. But he the wants Bengals, to go to get the Bengals don't one. care. So about for that. two years, I know. But for two years, yes, you're going to be awesome in that situation. And Jeremy Hill, if you have Jeremy Hill, he's going to be awesome beyond that situation. But I'd say, I, I, if you're talking about Giovanni, into, when his contract runs out, he's going somewhere. Hopefully he's these guys can find that's that gel. Yeah, but you got two more years before that happens. I know, yeah. And, but, and, and hopefully said, until that happens. That's what I'm awesome. talking about. I'm talking about the immediate future for fantasy. That's what I'm saying. And until it's then, great yes, for both. It's awesome for we, both. And we hope they can awesome find that gel and be that, that But neither one of them thunder. is outstandingly a number one Top five. We got what you back. said, Hanini. Yes, Shut it down. Because of the other. We're moving on to the. Yes, I, mean, I got one. I got one more thing I want to do with the. And then you got your music going forward. We're gonna do one thing, and it's simple, and it has nothing to do with Bobbit. But well, that was not simple. Here's, here's what I'm gonna do. It wasn't simple. It no. wasn't a simple surgery whatsoever. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I want to give a shout out to all you guys, Stags. 
season's closing down. This is week 16. This is the championship. And if you're not, if you're doing your championship, you got different rules. Amen. We're not going to tell you what to do. But because of the different sittings and sit scenarios where your big horses can get sat in week 17, we've got you. I we all agree that week 16 is the way to go. So what I'm going to say is, as we will be doing this podcast weekly as this goes on, Stags, great work this year, buddy. Great friggin' work. You doing those write-ups on a weekly basis across multiple, all the four positions and writing up 40, 50 guys, as well as doing the pyro power rankings. As well as stepping up huge in the second half of the season with the second opinions, with all the Facebook answering. Facebook You've answering, been amazing. Been second awesome. opinions. I'm asking you questions so I can make Twitter responses. Dude, fist bump. Amen, it is a dude. stag party. Amen. Stag party, dude. Excellent, excellent work. Our fans... If they right now, if we could have an audio collectively back, they would be like, stag party, and we do. We get that. You you, you want someone to say, amen, awesome friggin' work, dude. We know how hard you work. We know how hard all of us work. You deserve just, uh, just, a, just an unbelievable fist bump. We all appreciate all of it. Dogmatica, you're killing it. Let's, let's close out strong. Let's keep that fop, top five in the fantasy pros. The stuff that you do with the rankings, it's insane. The stuff that you do with the minutiae and the details and unmining those gems. We're in year six together. Friggin' awesome, dude. Friggin' awesome. This has been our best year by far. And our next year is going to be our better one. And just the stuff you've been doing and the way you've honed your craft and the way you've kind of mastered what you have to do to be the best at what you do, which you are. Uh, but we know how hard. Randy Moss is the best at what he did. We know what he could have been. The way you're honing his speed. 30 for 30 has been running on repeat basis. It has. And it it's awesome. It has. <laughs> but the way that you recognize that you're the best at what you do and, and honed it over the last couple of years, amazing. Awesome stuff. Our fans, us, our, your partners, rely on what you do at the foundation. It trickles down. Trickle down economics don't work. Trickle down dogonomics in Tyro, <laughs> they friggin' work. That's what we like. use them. Your uh, rankings as are. As much as I interrupt you and I. And interrupt and I, and me? I, and I, and I, and I, right. As I interrupt everyone. But as I guess, much as I, 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 I thought I was on a good run <laughs> there. Yeah, you were. All of a sudden, hey. we're, we're hearing Houdini hey. again. Houdini's got to come just told because we're not going to talk again this show. No, show's. no, because I'm going to make my bones with, with dogmatic oh, straight. Yeah. And I got to say this. As much as I interrupt you and I argue with you and I and I and I push you, I always look for your opinion most. And I respect your opinion most. And I hope you understand that because it's honest and heartfelt. Like when, when I'm going through these things and I, I appreciate when I get adoration from you and that you appreciate what I'm doing. So understand that that, that is an ultimate goal of mine. And so I appreciate everything that you bring to this. And I, I so love being a part of this and to be a part of absorbing just a quarter of your knowledge. It's been it's, it's been impressive. an honor and a pleasure. It's pretty I, impressive. I, I, I love your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am representing the greatest team. The team that had the greatest offseason in the hot stove history in the last 10 years. The Chicago White Sox, by the way. What do you got for us? Dog, did you get an email from me about five minutes ago? 
Um, I don't check email when I'm doing this show, but why? Uh, it was no. good. <laughs> What'd you get? Give? give it up. I, I sent him an email that said Doug Martin still Doug. sucks balls. Yeah. Because at the 741 mark of the first quarter, he rushed for 64 yards. And then with his other 13 carries, he rushed for an entire 33 yards. Yeah. So he could still suck my balls. Yeah. But pretty much. The truth is, Dogmatica, we're done. Giving you high fives. You're the man. No idea. You're the friggin' man. Next we go to uh, Houdin's over here. Thanks for interrupting us. Uh, the show's over. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. You're ready for Santana. Here we go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You deserve your props. We all work so hard. Houdini writes more of those write-ups in the player rankings every week. Guys stretches himself out and has many nights where he's up writing friggin' wide receiver eight write-ups for our, for Dog's player rankings and Pyro's player rankings and it's 3 o'clock and he knows he wants to shut it down but he's got 5 more players so he'll do it and then take that extra half an hour and then you gotta be up at 8 in the morning and do your real job and people that listen to us, you have to understand all of us we have a full-time jobs, like a lot of work that we they're, do. They're not real this jobs. Is, they're fake jobs. They're fake <laughs> jobs. The this is the job. real job. This is the, real but those this are the, is the one that, job that we all care about. Yeah. yeah. So, amen to you. Great work. I talk to you guys all the time. The, the amount of base camp, phone calls, text messages that we go through to get this stuff done for our audience it's nothing short of absolutely unbelievable. We've gotten better and better. We've gotten bigger and bigger. We've gotten more and more questions. We've been able to respond to them better. We have risen to the occasion, the, the collectively us and Suits, uh, Val Verde, uh, you know, and, and, and Mo. Mo is doing amazing, amazing stuff amazing. on the write-ups. Awesome. We love fucking Mo. Awesome, Just an Mo. awesome dude. Guy rules. We're building a team... That is uh, something, something to behold, baby. Something to behold. So, awesome work, Houdini. Appreciate everything you do. We know how hard you bring it. The audio stuff you're doing. all the Every week in this podcast. It doesn't just... It's not just press record and then we go. I'm going to interrupt you and give you some props. Because uh, you deserve props. Because you are the glue that holds everything together. And cut. To, <laughs> to anyone that wants to know anything... D-Rex is our is 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 the soul. We talk about how we are such a sight with a soul. You are the soul, and you are the soul that we all feed into. You are the soul that we all energize and, and whatever. But if we're not bringing you that soul, and if you're not trans transpiring that on to all of our listeners and to all of our Facebook listeners and to everyone, all of our followers, it's done. You are the the cool. the, the beacon. In in the night, you the, are the, the lighthouse that scissors. is the guide to all the shit. You are every horrible innuendo we can come the up with. To my sister. Now the truth is, I appreciate that, and the fact is, because we're a content site, you know, I try and run my part, but you guys fill in so much of that content, and it's an awesome, awesome collective, collective group effort. Pyro, we rule. This is friggin' week 16. We got one more week. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to go, we're going to still do the podcast during the fantasy football playoffs, but obviously it's going to be a bit more freeform. We're going to have fun with it. We might take a break Real after the Super Bowl's over. We might take a little couple weeks because we haven't done that in three years as we've spoken. Guys, I love you. Stag Party, awesome work. Dogmatica, awesome work. Houdini, 
Awesome work. D-Rex. Eh. <laughs> All right. We're ending you out because you, you've listened to us. You're breezing. It's Carlos Santana and George Benson. Peace. We love you guys. Playing together with musicians that you respect and can cook with is the very essence of music. And when you get the opportunity to play with the best, that's another thrill. Tonight, we all have that opportunity. Replay. And Replay. I'm pleased Replay. to... Fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have 3%. I need a goddamn power cord. No, so you're fine. You're going to... 3% makes it. Ready? Here we go. Go. Just... Playing together with musicians that you respect and can cook with is the very essence of music. And when you get the opportunity to play with the best, that's another thrill. Tonight, we all have that opportunity, and I'm pleased to do this next number with a man who combined jazz, rock, and Latin music to create his own individual style. Will you please welcome the great Carlos Santana.
Benson, not, not Carlos Santana. Yeah.